Ah, oiga, ¿quiere que le corte los buchis? Sí, ok. Sí. Ah, gracias. Okay. que te olvidaste de mí ese día tan importante no creo que no estás aquí el día de San Valentín viendo parejas compartiendo tortas I want some <risa> Rosas Las rosas están caras Y también las reservaciones Las tortas Cuestan yes. La compartirías con tu que el 14 de febrero estás con tu esposa Venme a ver el 15 de febrero gastarías menos dinero Venme a ver Venme a ver el día de la sancha con tu culebra Venme a ver, venme a ver, el 15 de febrero, o me cojo el jardinero junto a mí. Venme a ver, con tu culebra ancha, esperando que mañana me la vas a meter, a meter. Esperando que mañana 
me la vas a meter, a meter, a meter, a meter. Espérate, güey, la guitarra no es mamón. That guy's fucking epic, güey. Oh man, so we got Tanya Estrada. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. This is a Chicano Shuffle. This is a Ramon. Stevs. Fernando. Or Tanya Estrada in the, his house. <laughs> so we just uh, we just played. I know it's not a debut because I know you've been playing it, but this is uh, your your parody song for all the Sanchas, right? Yeah, my parody song for all the Sanchas. Sancha Day. El Día de las Sanchas. We'll get flagged on YouTube now. I know. El, el 15 de febrero, right? Yeah, el 15 de febrero. So, yeah. Tanya, um, let's, let's get it going. Let me, what, what was, how did this come about? Um, how did the song come about? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, you guys know I'm a comic. Been a comic going on 10 years now. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, how when you go into being a doctor, like you have to pick a specialty, like what okay. you're going to do. And my specialty is... I love Weird Al Yankovic, and I've always dreamed of being the Latina Weird Al Yankovic. That's what I've always wanted to do. I've always had a knack for changing the words around in songs. My background is in music. I've been playing instruments since I was 12 years old. You started uh, off with the accordion, right? I started off with the accordion. Yes, I started off with the accordion, uh, but I, my main one is guitar. I play guitar, uh, but I can also play bass. I can play violin. I can play xylophone. I know oh, the xylophone. Wow. I can play piano. Um, and also, and then from you heard from the song, I can actually sing. Like, in, You know, I'm not trying to be American Idol, but yeah. I can hold a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kicker right there. <laughs> That's the best one we yeah, the had. harmonies were, were pretty on it. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And um, you know, the cool thing about that song—that song—that's um, a real band that that played that. Uh, the band is called Doble Poder. Um, they uh, play at La Cita every Sunday. That's our Sunday band. That so it, plays. it wasn't like a back background music. No, it's, it's a real band. band. Oh, that's, that's a awesome. real band. Like when I when I came about this song. It was a weird thing. It was, you want to hear the moment that Go it happened? Go for it. Let us know. So I started this production company called Unicorn Poo Productions. I mean, I have a background in uh, video production, journalism. I went to a magnet school for that. So I know how to film. I know how to edit. Like I used to edit like when it was like numbers and VHSs like that long ago. Mm -hmm. And now we have apps and all kinds of things that we can do it more just manually as long as you can operate software. I started this company because I wanted to create content and I wanted to put funny stuff out there. Uh, that was my main focus. And I wanted to create jobs for the Latino community and for people to come and, you know, be able to pay them and do production and things like that. And we can film and have a good time because when you're on a set and stuff is funny, man, you have the greatest time ever. Like it's a day where the hours just go by so fast. So I decided to go to uh, the small business administration, the government, right? right. <laughs> and I said, Signed up, I signed up for a mentor, like a business mentor. And I was like, okay, I filed my LLC. I have my LLC. Uh, what am I going to do with, with this company? So 
I had a meeting uh, January 7th. It was January 7th. It had been set up since like November, okay? And I walk in there and I talk to this, my mentor, his name's John, and he, I tell him, you know, he's all, tell me about yourself. So I started telling him about myself, right? And then I said, well, I'm here because I have this production company and I want to know how to form it, what to do, how to get funding, how to do this and that, blah, 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 create jobs. And he goes, you know what your problem is? I said, no. He goes, you don't know what you're selling. He goes, you know what you just did? I said, no. He goes, you basically walked in here and you told me about yourself. And then you turned around and said, hey, but I have this great idea for toothpaste. Do you know how many people are already selling toothpaste out in the market? Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm not getting you, bro. Like this is (laughs) so he goes to the whiteboard, right? And then he lists everything that I do, everything that I know how to do as an artist, right? Then he lists everything that I currently do for work, like my hustles, like my jobs, yeah. like like hosting. I host a lot. Like I host all the all the short film festivals out in LA. I host for Lucha Baboon for two years. Like hosting is a, a, a thing that I do, you know, to make, you know, money or whatever. He like crossed it out. He's like, you gotta knock that off. He's like, you gotta stop that. He's all because The way he broke it down, he said, you're your product. You need to sell your product and you need to take all your skills that you know and you need to figure out how you're going to make five to ten times in five years what you're making now. He goes, get a five-year plan and he broke it down January through December from 2020 to 2025. He goes, and I want you to complete this plan and and then you send me an email, right? And then tell me that you have this plan and we'll get together and we'll go through it, right? So I went home and I was like, just, I just absorbed everything. And I sat, I sat on it for a day, right? I stayed home. I sat on it for a day and I was like, just trying to just, you know. So the next day I went to the gym, I was going to the gym and I was listening to Kirame, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then as I pulled in, the words just started hitting me. It just started hitting me because I, as I was thinking about everything, what do I want to do? And I'm like, well, I've always wanted to pursue my love of music and comedy and merge it together. How could I, how could I be happy and make a living doing this, right? And I just started writing the song. It was like Thursday, I started writing the song. And then by Friday, I had all the lyrics. I was singing out the lyrics. I had my friends come over. I like, sit on the couch right here. I bust out my little karaoke machine. I went through the words over the song and they were cracking up, right? So then I had to change a few words because they were dirty, right? Mm -hmm. I have my friend shout out to- Oh, that's a clean version. That's a clean version. (laughs) Nah, we've been through a few drafts on this. Shout out to Moni at La Cita. She was like- I, I was like going to say something about like put a, a like verga in there, verga, yeah. ancha, and Tanya's all, uh, Moni's all, Tanya, no. And I was like, ah, oh, what can I change it to? So she's like, how about tu cosita que me encanta? And I was like, I was like, how about culebra ancha? You know what I mean? That's a happy medium right there. And my mom was against it. No, you can't make it dirty and this and that. I'm like, but you know. Yeah, you run it by your mom? Yeah, I run it by my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I run it by my mom. Uh, my mom helps me out, like, as far as my Spanish. Yeah. Um, and so I'll call her up, mom, que quieres decir esta palabra? Mm. Que que esto? You know, and, you know, and she'll help me out. <laughs> like, um, for a long time, I kind of stopped speaking Spanish for a while. And then when I started working at La Cita, mm. like I, I was like, 
talking to more clients in Spanish. And then when I did that competition, uh, and when I did that Spanish competition, what Spanish competition? Uh, it was called El Comediante. It's not out yet, okay. uh, but it was like all like hundreds of comics tried out for these Spanish last comic standing. And oh, I sure. got on like, um, it was like I was in the top 12 or so I went through that whole process. And once I finished that, I was like, I really got to brush up on my Spanish. So I started listening or watching more telenovelas. <laughs> and, then, and then I get a piece of paper on the side and I start writing down the words, right? And I'll call my mom and I'll be all, mami, que quiere decir pichurrio? You know, like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know, it's just, funny, and, then, yeah. and then, so those were, so it's helped up my vocabulary again to, mm. to know Spanish better. I speak a lot of Spanish now. Uh, I've been doing comedy in Spanish more. And I realized that I have a huge love at growing up, you know, Latina at, for the Spanish community, our old music, our old songs that we're used to knowing, because the average Spanish per, um, uh not Spanish, but the average white person would hear this song and not really know what oh, it yeah. is, no, right? No, no. But to us, we know that song. Mm. I'm like, I was trying to explain it to Jimmy James. Shout out to Jimmy James. It was his idea. He's the one that said, who's the bass player of the band that me and Martin are in? What's the name of the band? St. Nectarius. St. Nectarius. So we started off as Slaughter. And then we changed it to St. Nectarius. So, but the bass player, Jimmy James, he's the one that suggested in December. He's like, you know, you should write a song about the 15th of February, like Sancha Day. Like, you know, talk about, you know, that day, the day after. And that's how, when all that happened, I went to that meeting and then it just kind of just mm -hmm. was like, I need to concentrate on that. And the other thing the business mentor also said was that people fail because they try to do too much at once. He's all, you take one thing, he's all, you do it and you finish it. And then you go on to the next thing. And that's how you'll be successful. And, you know, to pull this off from January 9th all the way to have it out by, what was it? February, February 11th. 11th. Yeah. It was like, I was on a deadline. Like mm. I knew I was on a deadline. Like as soon as the lyrics came, I started hitting everybody up. Like I hit up the band that Friday. Like I got the lyrics Thursday, Friday morning. I was talking to him and I was like, Hey, can you ask the guys if they'll come into the studio and learn this song? And you know, yeah. and they did it. They were there by Tuesday, that Tuesday we were sure. recording in the studio. Um, shout out to eclectic records in Boyle Heights. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're right there by La Plaza del Mariachi, They're right? in Plaza del de Mariachi, yeah. Is it in the, so in that's the, the record. Uh-huh. It's yeah. in the back in the front. They have um three locations right there. So yeah. they have the two studios. And then across the street, uh, down from the Felipe Mortuary, yeah. right there yeah. is the other one. It's the third one. Oh, oh shit. I, I don't remember. I fucking forgot about the three. mortuary. Shout out to Angel at I am AOD music. He's the mastermind <laughs> behind everything and getting everything together and helping me out and having a place where I can come and do this. Cause he's helped me out with a few songs before that I've done a, a few years ago. Um, but to have like a full band come in and then get it mixed and mastered. Yeah. And that was a whole process in itself. And, you know, and it's not free, like, you know, I'm paying out of my pocket, like all the money that I'm making is going towards this. It's not like someone said, came to me and was like, Hey, I want to make you the, you know, Latina word at Yankovic. It's like, no, here's, I'm taking here's this money. Toma. No, I'm taking all, <laughs> all my, everything, everything that I use towards that. And, and it, and I'm happy about it. I'm so happy about it. And, um, 
you know, we all have to have a hustle. Like, mm-hmm. and for me, working at La Cita has been the best hustle everywhere. Like, you've been there for, what three years? Four. Four years, right? Mm-hmm. Four and some change. Like, and uh, it's a great environment. I love working my shift. I only work Tuesday, Thursdays, happy hour, four to nine. I <laughs> leave before all the ratchet starts. You know, <laughs> it's like the perfect time. Um, oh, I get my regular customers that come in that know that I'm there. Um, I just got it ad- added to Sunday. Sundays. So that's how I met the band was on Sundays that I started working the party, mm. uh, which is a lot of fun. And if you've ever been there on a Sunday yeah, yeah. afternoon, it's, uh, it's the Paisa, like, Paisa night, right? Paisa <laughs> afternoon, dude. <laughs> like, micheladas, no? they yeah, the micheladas. Yeah, they have the, uh, su- the bl- what is it? Sunday Bloody Sunday mm, outside yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. back. They have those. Um, but these, you know, the money that I make there is is nice to just put it back there. Like I had heard a, a story uh, or like an interview with Cardi B mm-hmm. and she had talked about how she took all her stripping money and she would just started putting it towards her craft, mm-hmm. putting it towards what she was trying to do yeah. with, with herself and her music and how she believed in it. And I just decided like, I'm going to take that same concept and put everything towards it. Like then the idea when I was with Moni at La Cita, when we're working out this whole song, she saw, you know what? Why don't you make a Sancha shirt? Why don't you make a Loteria shirt? <laughs> and I was like, you're genius. Oh, my God. And that's the shirt you're wearing that's right now? That's the shirt I'm yeah. wearing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was another cost. You know? Who, who that did was, that for you? Uh, shout out to Ed Gutter, Mr. Ed Gutter over at Black Cat Printing and Julian, my brander mm-hmm. uh, over there. They are the ones that have done my shirts. Um, this is my third shirt. Nice. Uh, I have the Hello Te Totas shirt. You know, you guys know <laughs> yeah, that one. I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> you wore that one for a while. I wore that one for a while, yeah. and then I'm I got the um, one where I'm eating a hot dog. And uh, and it says I'm vegan, but for you I'll eat your meat. <laughs> <laughs> I got a buddy that would wear that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ramon. <laughs> but but you know what, Tanya? I think it's 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 good that you went that route as as even if it's a parody song, you took it really serious in hiring like an actual band because uh, sometimes people don't realize that you can tell when it's a track and it kind of. It, it adds more like a cheesy element to it. It's, you're basically doing a karaoke song. Mm-hmm. And um, by having the actual band playing, I mean, I think that that really adds to the, the texture of the song, you know. And then I know we, we skipped over it, but Unicorn Poop, that's a really fucking funny name for a company. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn Poo. Oh, Poo. Okay. <laughs> so like, get it right. No Sorry, I thought it said no, poo. poo. I was like, dude, no, that's an awesome poo. name. Poo, yeah. yeah. So uh, Unicorn Poop is available. If you guys. Unicorn Poop, pr- poop Productions. <laughs> is available that's but like so, the, and so is my lawyer <laughs> no that, that's the equivalent of the price is right one dollar no the one extra dollar. one dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. 99 and one dollar yeah <laughs> so this yeah. this just went this is this january that that uh, your mentor kind of put you on that path yeah so has it been really hard to kind of implement a lot of that stuff because i know sometimes we're we're kind of conditioned a certain way and then we have habits that are hard to like break and did it take you a long time to, to get to that that momentum once i sat with him i feel that it set my mind into a mode where i needed to like enact discipline like immediately to what to everything that i was doing i knew that i had to focus mm-hmm. i knew that i had to cut out like extra stuff i knew that i only had so much time um and i'll tell you it was the most difficult thing i've ever had to pull off mm-hmm. ever in, in just that little window. Um, 
and I'm so thankful to all the comedians that were part of it. Um, we have, um, so Eddie G is Tiburcio. Mm-hmm. He's he's the, um, yeah. the jardinero. Oh, is so he? That's the jardinero. Is Tiburcio <laughs> really? or Eddie I, G? I can't. T- I can't tell. I mean, I'm yeah. used to seeing what the tejano and the little bigote. It's called acting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> really good. So um, and that's oh my god, it's Eddie G. Follow him. He's amazing. At my heart is so indebted to him forever for coming out and and taking his time i wanted to demo him a little bit of, uh, you know a little mm-hmm. something and he wouldn't take it like wow. he was like no no like we've always said we wanted to collaborate on something you know and it just and he pushed it you know he pushed it and and it it I feel so full. Yeah. Um, Monique Flores, that's my comedy wife. Uh, <laughs> follow her at Just Say Mo. Uh, she's the one that came up with the idea in the song when I was doing it. She was like, you know, it'd be funny if in that part, like you had a homeless couple that was eating, you know what I mean? And having yeah. a good time and you're over even here alone. Even those cabrones are in love. Yeah, <laughs> even those cabrones get love on Valentine's and I'm all alone. So so I Shana wanted to, to include uh, uh, Jerry Garcia. Yeah. So I want to include Jerry Garcia and Jesus Sepulveda because those are my 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 homies. Uh, and shout out to Narciso for always playing Las Rosas lady, you know, and dressing up oh, in yeah, drag yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, that's a, that's a guy. That's Narciso. That's Narciso <laughs> I was about Gonzalez. To say, so who's uh, the flower girl? I'm eh? telling you, we went all out. You know what I mean <laughs> to make all these people look just you know a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so Jerry originally was going to play the taquero, right? Mm. Uh-huh. And Jesus was going to play the homeless guy, mm. but because of scheduling conflicts. I had to put Jerry in the homeless scene and then I put Jesus in the taquero scene and the changing the sign, uh, you know, the money scene. Uh, And Gloria and uh, so shout out to Gloria Magana and Eric Power. They were the ones that were the couple, you know, the couple together. And they were down from Modesto on the weekend. They were staying with me and it was like, you know what? You can pay for an Airbnb or you can do slave trade. You know what I mean? It can be in the video. <laughs> the barter. Yeah, yeah the a... barter. But, you know, I didn't have to pull their arm too hard. They yeah. were they were really, really helpful. Yeah. So they all participated. So I had to shoot all this stuff like between days. And Irene, Irene uh, Soto, who's Cholos Try mm-hmm. at Cali Baby 323, mm-hmm. she was my director. Okay. She was the one that came in with the camera on the first few shots. And then Monique Flores helped me with uh, the side shot. And then my assistant helped with like the B-roll. So it was like, it was such a collaborative effort. And we took days and days, like, and weeks to kind of spread it out (laughs) and get it all together to the editor, who was also Jimmy James. And we did two editing sessions of probably three, four hours, the first one and five hours, the second one. So it was like, and then when I had it done, I told my best friend, I'm all, hey, I'm all, you know, I finally did a song. She's all, oh, congratulations. She goes, how are you going to market it? And I was all, Shit, I spent all my money. <laughs> Man, how am I going to market it? So that was a whole other beast. Yeah. And it worked out mm-hmm. because Jimmy James was the brains behind, you know, the, the marketing aspect, how to market it. Uh, we set aside a little budget for that. So we did that. So it was, it was not easy, but. I'm happy that I finally have something to leave behind, like a, a legendary yeah. song that'll be known as like the Sancha Christmas song, like every <laughs> February right before. Yeah. And it'll it'll become something and it'll it'll grow yeah. and people will know it. 
and they'll sing it. They won't sing the original no more. They'll no, sing yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> Bend me away. And it, it's perfect because it's February 15. Like you said in the song, everything's cheaper. Everything's cheaper. <laughs> the flowers. It's the day the after Valentine's. You know, your wife is all, you know, completely bamboozled yeah. into thinking that, you know, you guys ya had pasó. a great time. Ya pasó. Yeah. The 15th, you know, he's back to work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Or so he says. Or so he says. Yeah, back to work on a Sunday this yeah. year. You better watch out for I the businessman lobby. Office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm try to take it down with. <laughs> it, it's it's it's, it's funny too because like you're you're I mean word out is is um I I've, I have a lot of like love for him too because he 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 was like the only guy that came from Linwood that we all knew about you know <laughs> he's like the Linwood guy That's so everything growing up was like word out and this and that but coming from like the musician side and then the comic side. Is it harder, like, the comic route than the musician route? I mean, both of them are, I mean, it's, it's a tough, tough road for both of them. Do you find it that being a comic is a little bit more difficult than being a musician? Or does it have his, like, uh, pros and cons as far as, like, the road, you know? I think both are difficult in their own senses. Mm. Um, there's a lot of crappy music out there. Yeah. A lot of crappy comics. Mm. Um, everybody's trying to do... Um, either music or they're trying to do comedy and they want it. They want to be successful in it, but it's so hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Uh, even in the beginning for the first few years for a comic is like the hardest, hardest. And then to get to a point and just knowing in the back of your head, I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. And that's what's going to make you supersede over everybody else mm. because people are going to drop off the race. Yeah. Um, you know, especially a lot of female comics. I've, I've, I've started off with a lot of female comics that were amazing. Right. And then they found that dick mm. that got them pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then they're out the game no. and they're, they Shit. moved, you know, they move from their dream and it's like, oh, dang, shit. like yeah, they focus so, so on the, the family. So the groupies are the ones that fucking. It's not even the groupies, you know. As a comedian, you attract a lot of a lot of uh, pegue, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of guys will, you know, and sometimes you know the right guy, you know, can get in there. Yeah, you know, the sacre de la yeah. And then before you know it, like you're just you're stuck in that. What and happened to Tanya? I don't know. She fucking uh, she yeah. she's, she's in Oklahoma somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no i and that's one thing i always have been very for me in pursuing my i guess to get to the tenure to mm -hmm. get to this tenure mm -hmm. it was always don't have a kid don't have a kid don't get pregnant don't get mm -hmm. pregnant don't have a kid and i've just tried to stay to that and you know i've never ever for sure ever woke up in my house and been like you know what's missing around here like ever <laughs> oh, like shit. i wake up so it wakes i wake up quiet uh -huh. you know chill yeah the birds wake me up oh, like i do like that's awesome. but i've never had like because i can't imagine me doing what i'm doing now and me having a kid at the same time and, and how about your mom does she is she like because you know sometimes parents give you like <laughs> <"Cuando> <laughs> vas a yeah, 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 yeah. latino parents like, like, um, like hey, yeah, quiero, yeah, 
God, you know all that shit that they put on us. That... Dude, my mom's the ambassador of me never getting pregnant. No shit. Dude, <laughs> she was like, no me vaya a parecer usted aquí preñada como todas sus amigas allá en la escuela. Con el domingo 7. Con el domingo 7. Like, chicos, chicos, si vas a tener bebé, vas a tener que dejar de hacer todo lo que estás haciendo <risa> tener que quedarte aquí a cuidar That's yo no awesome. voy a limpiar nalgas <risa> she was every day like yeah. you know it wasn't like buenos días she was like no te embaraces like that was every morning before I went Shit. to school like Ah, and then, so I knew, like, nah, fuck that, you know. Ahorita te salió el acento colombiano. Sí? Yeah, when oh, you were describing so... your mom, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, that's Narcos uh, freaking that's... Pablo Escobar one. You know what? That's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even notice it because my dialect of speaking Spanish is actually Mexican. Uh -huh. I speak Mexican Spanish. Yeah. But when, I guess when I describe my mom. Yeah, because so no me vaya a salir. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, hey, that's something like, That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's my mom. Un de azúcar. La ropa vieja. There was a there was a commercial back in the day. I remember the guy talking about la ropa vieja. La ropa vieja. La ropa vieja de mi señora es un fenómeno. I remember that commercial. I don't even know from where. But um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that that you stopped back uh, like speaking Spanish for a while. Why why was that? Um, el Chile. The, The yeah, Chile, right. yeah, that, dick, that that English dick got me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I think just where I was, the relationship I was in. Um, I spoke mostly English. Yeah. I was just. I really wasn't around uh, people that spoke Spanish at that time. Um, when I was married too, like I I spoke English, so I just kind of went to English, and then. As, you know, just like, I guess a few years ago, it was like, yeah, I know Spanish, but like, it's been a long time since I've really spoken it. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a little bit difficult at first when I went to that competition. It was like, they're doing a competition for Spanish comedians and it's like, well, let me see what I got, you know? Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so I went in there to audition <laughs> and I used my dad's stupid jokes. <laughs> The dad jokes? Which one? You remember? Which one? ¿Cómo se dice un chino aguantose? Oh, shit. All right. Those are dad jokes for sure. I'm a chinchulancha. Right? At least, at least you didn't say como, como se dice papel de baño en chino. Como? Quita caquita. <laughs> Those are the dad jokes or the kid jokes growing That's up. Funny. Oh, como se dice, what was the other one? Como se dice luna de piel en chino? Mm. Al canchón chin canchón. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking it. So, oh, I got, okay. so I got in. That's not racist at all. No, 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 no. Those guys gave us no. a coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got they their payback. A dirt. Apparently, oh, man. So, so it, was, it was from that experience and going through the competition because now that I was in the competition, I was like, I want to win. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, my Spanish kind of sucks. You yeah. know, it's kind of like, you know, hola, like very... I could tell there was just like, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm sure when it plays on, on TV, you're going to be able to tell my Spanish was, eh. but the one thing that I brought with me was I brought my guitar mm. and every time we had the taping, it was like, 
like maybe two hours beforehand, I'd be there like in holding and I'd have my guitar and I'd think about what I was going to talk about and I would figure out a song to end it with in Spanish. Oh, okay. And it was, it was cool for two reasons. One, I had like a cool set with a topic and an ending song. But the other part is that I would psych out the other comedians that were going to compete. They were like, fuck, she's got a guitar. What the fuck am I going to pull out of I my know. pocket? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it worked. And I got up. I think I got up to fourth. I think oh, I made shit. it to fourth. Nice. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I made it to fourth. And that's an episode. I can't wait till they see. When, when is that? Do you, you know when is it going to air or when is it going to no. come out? It's one of those, you know, when you film something, it could yeah. sometimes be, you know, out in a few months or be out in a few years. Uh, what, so. what, um, what broadcast or what channel or what, what platform? I think they're going with, a, I think they might be going with Azteca. I don't know for sure. Okay. But like one of the Spanish channels for sure. So sure. we'll see because they had someone had ordered like a Spanish competition, comedy competition, mm. and they were like, let's do a competition. Like, OK, yeah. You're going to dad jokes. Yeah, with my dad jokes. Yeah. But so now that I'm doing so now it's been a few years and I've concentrated more on speaking a lot of Spanish all the time, especially at La Cita when I'm at my shift mm. and I'm in the front with mm. all the senores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'd be going off right with all the paisas right La, there. La Cita's a really popular bar in L.A. There's a lot of people. People. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great little spot. Um, when you started writing like more in Spanish, did like we talk about this all the time? Because mm -hmm. sometimes we have people around us that don't speak Spanish, and mm -hmm. then we the punchlines in Spanish just seem to like fucking flow. Like you can't even translate them the same way. Mm -mm. Did you find that too when you started writing more in Spanish that things were a little bit more like? Like it had more of like that 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 uh, laugh kind of effect than than an English joke sometimes. That's what I loved about going back to Spanish. I loved that there's more of that punch. People get it. They get the double entendre. Exactly. You yeah. can't yeah. really explain it in English, and you try to, but it's flat. Yeah. It ends up being kind of flat or just weird. Yeah. Um, and I feel that the Spanish audience is more into listening to the comedy because they get it. It's like mm -hmm. an inside joke between all of us, <laughs> the way that we all talk. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's more community than doing English comedy. Mm -hmm. I think English, like people are, are, I don't know if it's Americans, but they're like really more disconnected. Mm -hmm. Like they can be right there watching a comedy show, not laugh, not give you any energy, start checking their phone, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like Latinos aren't like that. Mm -hmm. They're there. They're there to watch comedy. They've been excited about this all week long that they're going to see comedians. Porque los van a sacar. That's okay. why. Yeah. <laughs> los van a sacar. Porque ya pagamos, güey. Yeah, ya pagamos. <laughs> uh -huh. And, and I, I've seen that too. Like us growing up, you know, the Spanish comedians we had, right? Yeah. Growing up. Um, We don't have them that much anymore. You know, they're ya están viejitos. You know, yeah. they don't really come out no more. We don't really have Spanish comedians. Mm -hmm. So right now it's a good time to get it over in, into that side of comedy, mm -hmm. I feel. So with the Spanish comedy and then the Spanish music, I always thought that when I was going to do this Weird Al Yankovic thing, I thought I was just going to be Latina doing Weird Al Yankovic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was going to turn into going into Spanish songs. Oh, okay. So that's, I think, the different twists that there is. You, you started, what, in goth bands? or? or? I did. Yes. Oh, you know? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, I was yes, in yes. a goth band. In this case, to wear eyeliner. 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 Excuse me. And mascara. He would go to Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to Sephora, um, bro. Ophelia. Ophelia. Rising. 
Ophelia Rising, right? Yes. Yeah, and um, what you might call it? I know that because where did I hear you? I think I heard you either in um, Yo-Yo or No Father No Problem, where you were talking about that the Yo-Yo podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and I when you, when I was listening to them, I'm like, wow, Ophelia Rising. She, they, I don't know. This was like in the '90s, mid '90s. And I remember around that time, I was in Hollywood, like, you know, I was going to the Florentine Gardens, I was going to the Whiskey, and I think you guys <laughs> played at the Whiskey, right? We did. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm all like, that sounds, because somehow I, I connected with, like, Phoenix Rising or something, but when you when you mention Ophelia Rising, I'm like, why does that sound familiar? And then I'm all like, I started looking into, like, oh, shit, okay, I remember this. Yeah, yeah we were that, um, so if you saw the show, we were that Marilyn Manson yes. female band. Yeah, it yeah, was and, a whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, because what were you, the bassist or the guitarist? Guitar player. The guitar player, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then you were gone for a while from the band. Mm-hmm. I was. It was, I was during your dark jail. times. Your dark times. It was times. my dark times. I was in jail. <laughs> La pinta uh-huh. Crying out, smile later. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I, I was like the Latina Danny Trejo. I got out. Eh? <laughs> you grew up in La Puente. Well, you you grew up in like K Town area, and then in La Puente, right? Yes, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles. I was born in Los Angeles, and then when the gang infestation started happening, La Mara, right? La, well, yeah, La Mara Salvatrucha. Yeah, yeah, when they started coming in, it was like my parents were like, "We're Late, out of here." Yeah, we're out. So. Uh, they started taking over the street, and I was about to go to John Burroughs. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and that's when they were just like, "We're out." And the next, before you knew it, I came home from school that day, and it was my last day. I had said bye to all my friends. I'll see you tomorrow. Da da da. And I get home, and there was a U-Haul truck there, and half my stuff, half the house was already in there, and I'm just like. What's going on? Like, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and I just woke up the next morning in La Puente and I was crying. Oh, I was crying. Oh, it makes me want to cry. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to work oh, that out no, in therapy. No. Oh, oh. Hey, right it here was, Chicano Shuffle, oh, we, 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 we oh, get to the nerve. We get to the nerve. Yeah, it was hard because the sun didn't shine the same in La Puente. The way the sun would come over LA, like the sun comes over LA, oh. like it's on you. Like you see it, you're with the sun all day. There's a time... That it goes with you. You can tell where you're at, that the, it's at three o'clock or it's noon. In La Puente, psh, nah. fuck, it's a, the sun's over there having a party in LA. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, nowhere it's, here. It's like, like el pinche puente lo tapa el sol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, puente tapa el sol. So you, you don't see it. So I missed that for many years. It took me a long time to adjust. But the minute that I turned 18, I was out of there. Like, I think it was uh, when I got out of high school, I moved out. And I went to El Sereno and I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, the, the sun's, sun's back. The sun's back. If you're you listening know? to us in La Puente, we yeah. apologize for <laughs> yeah. Sorry. you under the bus. Nah, nah, but nah, you nah, know nah. what? You know La Puente, what I'm talking about, you tweakers. <laughs> you don't fucking need no sun, right? You're already, free you're, right? You're already out of yeah. aluminum foil because you covered up your windows. <laughs> you know what's up. They're mad because there's no freeways that are around there. No, that That's- pisses me off. Dude, oh my God, it like, takes like two and a half miles <laughs> to get to, to the, get to the freeway, shit. to get to the tenant. Because yeah. I would, I lived over off of um, like Echelon, you know, yeah. Amar and Echelon. Oh, okay. Dude, the fr- take your yeah. pick. You want to go to Vincent or you want to go all the way down Amar? It's you another, know what I mean? It's another HP way. Dude, yeah. it's... Oh, it's, I mean, another Whittier. 
Yeah, Whittier yeah, too is yeah. all over here in the yeah. middle of stuff. Yeah, like you only got the what the six oh five and uh, maybe and the painter or in Greenleaf or yeah. whatever it is, or go Washington. To the five, yeah, yeah that, it's the same thing. That's where I live. Where I live now, I live in East LA, and I love that I live behind the freeway. Mm-hmm. I live behind the seven ten freeway. <laughs> like I see cars exiting. I'm like, feels good, doesn't it? Like you should be like right here. Uh, I, I saw that because when you do your post, when you do like the highlights or whatever, and you do your hikes, and you're doing like I guess back behind the scenes of uh-huh. of the of the shit on the side of the freeway, uh-huh. like hey, look, it looks like somebody was having a party over here or something like that. <laughs> I'm all like, holy shit, I think I know where she's at. I'm all like, stalker. Uh, no, <laughs> I was. my cousin used to live. <laughs> I was. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin, my cousin used to live at the end of the 17 freeway. There's a little street that if you're exiting freeway towards the Hambra and you look over the last street, uh-huh. he lived on that street and he used to have his Raider flag uh-huh. outside his house. And I'm all like, oh, okay. He doesn't live there anymore. Uh-huh. So when I've passed by, I don't see that flag anymore. But when you were doing one of those videos, I'm like, holy shit, that looks like where my cousin lived at. I'm <laughs> like, oh, Dale, I know, I know where she's at. <laughs> yeah, it's a, whole, it's a whole little, um, I never knew, but that side of the mountain next to the 710 is like, a, it's, I guess technically not a hiking trail, mm. but I've decided to make it one because it's back there. <laughs> You're you about to, well, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, I saw no trespassing and I'm like, it's just a suggestion. right? I can't go. <laughs> uh, that's only for the Remember, tweakers. Yeah, it's only for the tweakers. <laughs> I'm here on official business. <laughs> I'm trying to find myself. Right? Yeah, right here. Yeah, having a moment by myself. <laughs> Gotta make some content. I right? need to meditate up here. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right, it's more peaceful here than having to drive to Runyon Canyon. Let yeah, me just come. Yeah. Come right here, but I'm I'm behind or I guess below the sheriff's station. Yeah. yeah. The sheriff's like SWAT, like everything. Like if it's gonna go oh, down, okay. yeah, yeah. it's yeah. right there. Yeah. Like the helicopters go over. Like did you see those bomber helicopters that came over that the big ones? Yeah. yeah, like they come and they land right there. Um so it's a cool little it's a cool little spot. Um and then I see the freeway right there. Yeah, we used to play golf right there. Yeah, at Lumi's oh, oh, Luminarias. Yeah. yeah, right over. We used over to play Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights uh, the we used to fucking go Swing at it and the nine holes, uh, pinch bestiar. We take our own radio, fucking. I've always wanted to go do that. Go hit balls over there. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, not. It's, it's fun. now it's nicer because they got the automatic ones. But they don't let you smoke, dude. Nah, like what the fuck? They don't let you smoke. There's a lot of Asians there and you can't fucking smoke. That's weird, one. Like uh, I know. Because I was trying to smoke a cigar, y'all got inching on, and they're like, "Hey, you can't smoke right." I was like, "What the fuck?" Because they dropped some money in that spot. It used to. They remodeled it. It looks really nice right now if you go, but... It's a bougie new. Yeah, it got a little bougie, so now you can't smoke, and I'm like, yeah. Inside the restaurant? They no. remodeled well, no, the, the, golf, the, golf, the, the golf. The driving part, range? Yeah. The driving range? Yeah, you can't smoke there. And I don't think you can smoke at the restaurant either, because they got an also pa- outside patio also. You can't smoke there. You know who fucked it up for everybody? Hmm. The chinos. Yeah. I, bet, um, I bet you they were... You know yeah. how they be chain smoking they sometimes? Wow. They yeah. Yeah. You see, you I doubt that the chinos... Are, I, I doubt yeah. the chinos are going to snitch each other out. I like that we uh, all assume they're chinos. They're probably Korean. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Filipinos and Korean. Right, my bad. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Tanya, Tanya could... Tanya could because Tanya, you're you're Asian, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. stalker. Stuff's going on today. This is not stalker. He did his information. Yeah, they don't call Barbara Walters a stalker. They're like, okay, stalker. Like, you know what I mean? You did I your research. He's Google, he's Google mapping yeah. and he's putting a little Raider flag sticker. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the one. <laughs> he's 
she's the got house. the longitude and latitude. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Oh, she's by Humphreys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, shit. At the end of the road where the basketball where the basketball court's at? Yeah. And my cousins <laughs> live there. Right. They probably my, do. My uncles live in that area. They probably do. Yeah, so I'm like, like, oh shit. <laughs> By the lemon tree? Yeah, ya lo tumbaron. Ahora tiene uno de guayaba. Oh, <laughs> all right. Good to know. <laughs> Man, bring, uh, we know when it's in season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, your 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 parents are you, your parents are Colombian, right? My parents are Colombian. Um, my mom's Chinese Colombian, and my dad's Black Colombian. Like Black Colombian, I can. Like what, uh, like Cubano black or... No, Colombian black. Colombian black? Like, did you know that they have okay. black Colombians, like from El Choco? It's like an area, like towards the waters of Colombia. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, they're like very snobby black people. They're not allowed to have anyone outside of their race. They oh, could. Shit. They only want like black people and like their black people mm-hmm. being together oh, and mating. So when my dad was with my mom, they were pissed, Fuck. and vice versa with my mom. You know, they were pissed. So, so, it, you so figure, your parents were the black sheep. No pun intended, though. But they're the black sheep. <laughs> yeah, they're the black sheep. Uh, or you know, were my dad. You know, um, my mom's still around. So I just hung out with her yesterday. So I saw yeah. 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 Like, don't say hi yet, mom. Wait till it, till, till it's on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And you said that uh, because I, uh, what I hear like in other podcasts and your stories, and I think in, you know, you've mentioned it, that your parents fled of Colombia because of the, what was it? The, the Ar- FARC. The FARC? Uh-huh. E- F-A-I-R-C? Uh-huh. What does that stood for? Do you remember? Do you know? Forces Armadas, you know? Repúblicas Colombianas. Yeah, right? Something like that. Yeah. That I, you know, pick your words, you know, whichever. Yeah. But yeah, they were coming in and they were trying to take over everything. Um, my father had started a union for Los Choferes. Uh-huh. Él había empezado el sindicato en Colombia. Mm-hmm. And it was because uh, there was chauffeurs that would get in accidents. And instead, what they would do is they would just throw them in jail till the accident kind of cleared kind of thing. So my dad was like, déjeme empezar una unión. You know, me, me pagan, you know, your, the dues and everything. And so um, he had it where if someone got in an accident, he would go as their lawyer and pull them out and bring him to La Casa de los Choferes, where mm. they would await trial or whatever was going on, mm. but they weren't in jail. Like house arrest type of deal. Like a house arrest type of, you know, yeah. type of place. Um, and then uh, the FARC came in and they were like, ¿Qué está haciendo con el dinero and this and that? ¿Y qué está tratando de hacer usted? So my mom, you know, explained this to me after my dad passed away. Like, and she was like, you know, that they had come in and it, there was a guy on a typewriter. And then there was a guy over here going through the cabinets. And then there was a guy over like they were just going through everything. And one guy asking my dad all these questions. And my dad had knew that they were coming. So he had did some some like, you know, Research, tramites yeah. and some things like with a phone number and everything and put everything to his name. And like, I guess the FARC ended up saying, we're going to take everything and, you know, it's ours. And my dad was like, no, this place is mine and the phone number is mine. If you want to take the furniture, go ahead. But this is all mine. You can't take it. And they were like, oh, OK, I guess we can't <laughs> take it. So they left. So they left. And my dad looked at my mom that night. He's all, vámonos, aquí. And they just packed up and they boned out to Panama. 
That's why it was easy for them to leave K-Town then, right? Like, I'm on a Zaki. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't fuck around. They were just like, <laughs> oh. Like, it was all the symptoms of everything going bad. And they're like, we're out of here. And my parents, they're so funny. Like, <laughs> I wanted to take my dad. Like, I wanted to go to Columbia. I wanted to see Columbia. Mm. And I always dreamed of taking my parents, right? So I was like, when I have enough money, I'm going to go and I'm going to take them. So, like, was it like year before last, I was like, Papi, vámonos a Colombia. He's all, ¿qué? Yo, yo no voy para allá. Pues, ¿Por qué no? ¿Usted sabe lo que tuve que hacer para salir de allá? ¿Por qué voy a volver? Ni madres. Oh, He was like, no, I'm not going. Um, also, too, it was so funny. I was dating this guy. And he wanted to send my parents a present. And they go, yo no quiero que lleguen ningunas cajas aquí desconocidas. <laughs> they're paranoid. Oh, they were paranoid. Like, they were not getting no unidentified packages like it's here. Blow up yeah, they get. Llega el Prime, el poor Prime. Just a level Con la escopeta. Keep it moving, bro. <laughs> no, not today. <laughs> go do your other deliveries, yeah. cabrón. Me ves cara de pendejo, güey. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so trust. No one. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's a sketch right no there. Yeah? <laughs> that's a sketch, Tanya. That's good. Good. Oh, you heard it here first. Maybe we will do that. That's like growing funny. up with, with Colombian parents, be like. paranoid parents too, man. <laughs> uh, Mr. Estrada, we have a package. No, todavía te dicen from the Amazon. Menos Amazon. And then they menos hizo la chingada. They create a the prime stands for something. Los pinches son parte del FARC <laughs> parte el, de la república que no sé qué el partido republicano, republicano independiente no, no that's movimiento prime movimiento ecuatoriano no, pa like, it's prime el Amazon oh, son del Amazon no, menos 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 salen de aquí patitas así como llegaron así se me van poor guys trying to work part time to pay his bills and fucking I don't get paid enough for this shit quien te mata no way. Get the That is a Domino's guy. Relax. <laughs> poor, poor guy is, ends up in the basement all marrado, interrogating. <laughs> Waterboarding. Know, ¿Quién te mandó? Well, I work for Domino's. El lab. El yeah. lab. Que es el lab. My dad's all on Morse code. Do, 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 yeah. do, right by the body. <laughs> Before you knew it, they're packed up and gone again. Yeah. He's trying to decode a scanner yeah. for the barcode. <laughs> That's funny. That's no, like a good skit yeah. that's how skits get made you yeah. guys that's how it happens random riffing <laughs> that's pretty funny oh, there we go. Way. Yeah. Oh. yeah he had a talk over uh, let me move it on a little bit there we go yeah so yeah because I was um, I was you know just by listening to other other interviews that you've done and um, uh, you have um, you do your comedy set so I looked some of those up on YouTube mm. you got a lot of hecklers right you, you usually get some hecklers. I think the most one there was the one uh, at the Comedy Factory or something that. The one on the, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, the one on YouTube where you're like, you know, just the guy's just going off and then you're like, ya callate, basically. Uh, el cholo, some cholo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. Hecklers is part of the game, you know? And uh, luckily I, got a, I took a good class on heckling. I don't know which video that was, but definitely a lot better in heckling. Um, I don't get them as often anymore. Um, 
I, that's a good thing. I'm, I've noticed that when I go up there, everyone kind of stops and they and they pay attention. And, it, and that's the part that kind of gets a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so I just got to try to stay focused. And if I have a heckler or someone wants to say something, um, I have to address it because it really throws off the whole timing of the whole of the show. Mm. You know, when you're watching a show and someone just randomly yells something like yeah. it's like you have to address it or it just kind of lingers kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know Greg Wilson, the comedian, yeah. the Greg Wilson. <clears throat> so he was doing a great workshop. Uh, he teaches comedians how to be comedians. And he has a whole heckling workshop. And so I've, yeah, so I've taken that workshop over and over and you go through different fire drills of heckling with him. Uh Uh-huh. And so you learn how to uh, address them and go through it. And, um, you know, it mostly happens like if you're going to get heckled, bar shows, but it can happen anywhere. Um, It's just, and the fucking post office, fucking. The post office, anywhere, the post (laughs) office. Well, Dick, fucking heckling. Mario should take that one because remember when he's showing us this video, this guy was heckling him. No, I. At one point, but then you Who's two that? fucking jumped in. Well, you, al- you add alcohol, and it's it, it kind of throws makes people brave, and then they have no respect for. Them. I mean, what you're doing takes a lot of courage. I mean, it's like when you're playing in the band, you got your other guys to or, or women to fucking. You know, you guys are doing it together, mm-hmm. but as a comedian, it's just you. And then you don't have your guitar. I mean, I know the guitar is like a like a shield. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a comfort. Like when you said that you you took your guitar to um the competition to the competition. Uh-huh. I I felt like maybe a lot of it was also like your comfort blanket. Like you felt comfortable with the guitar because I'm sure. I mean, if you started playing at, at 12 years old, I'm sure it got you through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Just writing music and strumming that guitar and. And someday you're going to fucking do something with this, right? Oh, so yeah. it becomes like your comfort blanket. It is. Yeah. It's like the one thing I, you know, the one thing I got, comfort blanket. It's all therapy right now. It is my comfort blanket. <laughs> it is a comfort blanket. Yeah. It is. Does your guitar have a name? No. No? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. I haven't named a, a a guitar or a car or anything like that. Oh. I don't know. It's weird. It's a guy thing, no? Yeah, I think it's more a guy thing. Like, yeah. a, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't. You know, and I'm like, oh, Betsy. You know, I've missed you so much. <laughs> you know, I don't have like a. Huh, maybe I shouldn't name her. But Do you, hmm. are you like very careful with with the guitar? Just, oh yeah, you are. No, I have it in a case, oh, and shit. it goes out. Uh, it gets taken to maintenance. Um, it um. Yeah, like it's like they're in protected cases, yeah. room temperature. Um, I've got a few of them. Mm-hmm. I got the Jackson that I play mm-hmm. with the electric, yeah, yeah. and then I have the one with uh, the acoustic one with the Ophelia on it. Mm-hmm. We got that when we were in Ophelia Rising. Mm-hmm. That Luna Guitars uh, was doing that Raphaelite collection, so mm-hmm. they gave us those to do ads for them. So mm-hmm. I've had it now for a long time and it's still in good condition yeah no scratches or nothing yeah, oh, yeah. no they, they get really i just have one of my uh my fucking i have a really nice taylor acoustic and it didn't survive the fucking summer it, uh, the 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 bridge started fucking coming up and it's just when you see that you're like fuck it's the one that i brought that i would bring in here because yeah. they become like your fucking it's like a guitar is just a fucking guitar mm-hmm. it just sits there where it you it it needs you mm-hmm. to fucking make it come alive. So then you, you create like this fucking little bond with them, you know. And to see it fucking injured and sure, you're like fuck, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, no, mine mine get maintenance. 
uh, at least once a year. Um, I didn't get the Ophelia one, like maintenance for like a little while, mm. um, but I, you know, went and got it all set up. Jimmy James was taking care of my setups mm. for a while, taking them in for me and getting everything and, and bringing the intonation it back. and stuff like that. Yeah, the intonation. Um, I know that I like my action pretty low because yeah. when it's high, yeah. like it's just harder to, you know, hit the notes. And um, I stopped playing probably since uh, St. Nectarius, you know, the band we did the album this mm. past summer. Um, we did the album and now it's going through mastering and we've stopped practicing right now. And then once the album is back and we're going to do shows, we'll go back to playing. Uh, but I really haven't picked it up like I should. And I just started picking it up again, mm. actually. Are you self-taught or did you take classes? I'm self-taught in a sense. Like I learned a few things and then I started teaching myself. And then I started taking on friends that were my guitar teachers and learning more from them, like different things. Uh, and I've always gone back to a guitar teacher of some sort to jam with or learn new oh, different things. Um, and you okay? Yeah, yeah no, I'm good, I'm good. Your eye! Uh, <laughs> Your eye he's used to getting balls in the face. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I had a guy by the name of Brian Majeska. If people in La Puente know Brian Majeska, he played in Parallel 13. Mm -hmm. You guys remember that backyard band? Uh, it was him and Alex, Alex Nsua. He was the singer of Parallel 13. Remember when all the gigs would happen in Omani and all the this backyard This was band? in the mid-90s, yep, right? Yep, yeah, mid-90s, a lot of them. Uh, I was doing more of the Southgate and Linwood backyards. Mm -hmm. La Puente, not so much. It was too crazy out there. It was, huh? Fuck. We were fucking crazy. <laughs> we fucking... were crazy. No, but um, especially, the sun. <laughs> especially around the Bassett area. That's where we were, La Puente yeah. and Omani. That was I us. used to, uh, I, I went back like in 2000. One or 2002 to I was working at uh, Saint, Fr Saint Louis of France Oh yeah <laughs> I worked there for like Two and a half years mm -hmm. You know And it had calmed down But I was kind of Hesitant mm -hmm. The only time I would go to La Buente Was to the swap meet Right there on Valley Mm -hmm. the, the outside one And that was in the daytime So that was safe You know But if you want to party Over there in the 90s It was fucking crazy It was, it it was, was. lack of vitamin D No sun No, no sun Yeah right there <laughs> And everybody was on Fucking What was crystal. it Crystal Everybody right? was on We were on fucking <laughs> La Puente punk rockers On crystal We had just discovered it It was like The new thing Like we were all in high school, uh, and next thing you know, like meth was kind of coming around in the early 90s. Um, and then, you know, we didn't know what it did in long term. Mm -hmm. We didn't know other than, fuck, this is a great fucking party. Let's party. And we'd <laughs> all party all night till the fucking wee hours till three, four in the morning. Not everybody was on Scante. Not everybody. But Scante. like a remember? Oh, oh, holy shit. I took you oh, back. Holy shit. <laughs> Did I just make you want to take a have yeah. a bowel movement? Is this, I said the words I know I'm like oh shit. <laughs> 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 like cosquillas. No, <laughs> no, but it's like right now when you were uh, right before you got here, Estelle, I was like, hey remember back in this we used to say like this shit cost a grip. This <laughs> like the grip. Yeah. It was a grip. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use that anymore, do we? But like, right now, when you say scanto, I'm like, oh shit, that was a term. Yeah, it was a term, and it was it was a thing. And you know, we didn't think we were crazy. We were having a good time. Um, and then it just kind of turned into this whole thing over the the few years. Like everybody kind of drifted away. Did their own thing I moved from that area That's when I went to Hollywood And that's when I went To Ophelia Arising mm -hmm. Was um, You know This tweaker from Brea Was picking me up And taking me to Hollywood <laughs> And fucking I'd get ready And we'd fucking You know Get all fucking ready to go And we'd be out partying in Hollywood mm -hmm. All night long We did this for a few years 
until I got in trouble. And then remember, I was gone from the band. Yeah, I ended up in jail. Yeah, you got busted in Alhambra, didn't you? I got busted in Alhambra originally. Uh, That was, I was on my way to deliver some meth. (laughs) (laughs) I was on my way to deliver and I had a car full of uh, of people in the car. Uh, And they didn't find the meth they found a baggie that this, this there was a gay guy with us from back then in the mm-hmm. 90s. We had a gay guy hanging out with us. <laughs> and he had a thing of meth underneath his, um, like his compact or something. And, uh, and he kind of threw it like it wasn't his no, kind of thing. Oh, shit. And I fucking oh, took shit. the rap and I fucking went and I went to jail. Uh, and I was Fuck. in there for a few days. And then that started my record. That started my rap sheet. And, uh, but yeah, I got out. I was still on meth, you know, I couldn't wait. You know, that was cool back then. At least meth, meth tweakers back then we had community. Like they knew when they were going to get out. There was no, you know what I mean? They figured out and they were there ready, you know, with a blunt waiting to pick you up. Like it was community. (laughs) So yeah, Alhambra was first. Um, then after that, uh, I think it was industry sheriffs, uh, and then after that was LAPD. Um, so I did a little tour. You're going you know? on tour. I went on tour. Yeah. yeah. yeah I ended up tour. in Linwood también, no? I ended up in Linwood. Um, I remember too, while one year, the year I was going to get married, like I was a teacher at GC Services. Do you know what GC Services yeah, the is? Court. Jesus the court. Christ. You know the, the collections. Court. Collections. You know, know. If you have a parking ticket, <laughs> he, he if know, you have a ticket that's, that, that's gone out, if you have a ticket that's turned into a warrant, if you have a ticket that's oh. taking your license, mm. you know GC Services. Yeah. So I was the trainer for all the collectors that would come in. I would teach them how to collect correctly without, you know, saying the stuff you're not supposed to say (laughs) and all the laws. So that was my job. And I was on my way to the job that day. And I actually didn't even, I wasn't even high. I just had, happened to have an old meth pipe in the back of my car when I got pulled over by Irwindale. And I was getting married in two days. Damn. I guess we got to put a hold on that. No, it was a Thursday. And I was getting married on Saturday. Shit. That was Valentine's Day 2004. So that must have been the 12th of February. Yeah. (laughs) And so... Wait, were you getting married on Sancho Day? No. Getting married? No, on on the right day. I was getting married on the actual day. Yeah, the the, the Mija day. And I was... and, And I went in there and I was crying and everything. And I told them, you guys, like, because I was already on probation Uh so this was you're gonna go back to jail because you're on probation and you shouldn't be you know like you're just gonna go to county you're gonna gonna go to county and so i told him i'm all gonna get married you guys in two days i was crying and like they didn't believe me and then i opened up my purse and they saw the wedding invitations and the chick looked at him and goes she's getting married on valentine's day like the whole thing and Mm -hmm. Dude, they let me go. No. <laughs> oh, they let me go. I called my husband. Babe, they caught me. Remember no, that pipe? Shit. Remember the pipe you thought we lost? They Damn. found it. The, the one you got I got good news and bad news. Yeah, one, I found, I found the, the pipe. pipe. Two, Two, so did the cops. <laughs> so did the cops. And it was Ir- yeah, it was Irwindale PD. Um, so they let me shit. go. And then I um and yeah, I got married on Saturday. And then everything was going really good, I guess. And then I ended up going to jail my last time. So this one is an interesting one. You ended up in Chino. I did. With Susan Atkins. Uh-huh. Leslie. Uh, Van Houten. Van Houten. Uh-huh. And uh, la Patricia, Patricia Van Winkle. Krenwinkle. Krenwinkle. Uh-huh. If you guys don't know who these ladies are, they're the 
part of the Charles Manson family. <laughs> yeah, those were my roommates. You were with. I was with the Charles Manson ladies. You were with. <laughs> <laughs> this is like for anybody that's into, especially for a, what is it, a Marilyn Manson tribute band, band or, yeah, or, or girl, go- uh, Marilyn Manson, not even tribute band, Marilyn Manson okay. girl band, girl band. Like it was, and especially for the fans that we had, and with everything that happened. Um, it was like the craziest thing altogether that mm-hmm. I ended up being with them. It was a weird, just a weird omen. Um, it was fucking weird. I could tell <laughs> you is that when you wake up and you're in fucking prison and you're like, I fucked up and you're looking around and the, and some of the girls that I went to jail with actually knew my band or had seen our band we're kind of like fans and mm-hmm. we're t- and had been a jail before and they're like oh my god if you end up in miller miller's where you know susan atkins lives and this and that and blah blah, blah. so when we got shit from chino i mean from uh chachilla to chino and i was sitting there it was like 11 something you know waiting for my name to get called and they're all estrada miller and i'm all <laughs> oh, oh fuck <laughs> like it was so in the morning i woke up and met up with my little friends I went to go eat, right? And we sat down and they're like, there she is right there. And <laughs> to see that through the naked eye is just the weirdest thing of like, when you talk about life and this means something, this meant something. And it meant you fucked up bad. <laughs> you fucked up real bad. Like, and I, I was there, um, like I got to meet her. Um, we worked out together in the morning, you know, she'd be right there in the track after, after dinner, they would set up and we'd have step aerobics in the chow hall. And there I'd be with the Manson ladies doing step aerobics. I'm like, nobody's going to believe this shit. (laughs) And no selfies, you you know, fucking stuff. You're just like, wow, this is fucking weird. (laughs) That's funny. No mamas. Yeah. And then, um. I had to take a, a class uh, before I left. I was leaving in December and I had to take an exit class. And this exit class was run by Susan Atkins. And she taught people, <laughs> I swear, how to um, re enter society. <laughs> oh, shit. What the and, fuck? And the fucked up part is that she'd been up for parole so many times. <laughs> but this is the this is what she had to teach. So she needed to take her own class. <laughs> she had, yeah, but she talked about how she dreamed of being on the outside and how she would imagine what it would be like to sit, you know, in her husband's brand new BMW and smell the leather. And she would talk about all these really detailed things. And you're just like, fuck, like how she dreams of getting out. Mm-hmm. And I'm here and I'm about to leave and she sees all these people leave over and over. And it when she'd been doing that class for like 18 years Shit. and that was her last class she was doing, she was retiring. No way. And so then like we got into a lot of stuff, but she started talking about how um, she started talking about what happened back then. And yeah. The actual. The actual what had happened. And she said that. She had had a son and that Charles Manson was threatening to do something to her son if she didn't go and do this. Something witchy? Yeah, well, do the, you know, the Sharon Tate murders. Like, he kept using the son against her for her to be doing all these things. Mm. Um, And so... When she got busted and all that, she arranged for the son to be adopted out without nobody ever knowing who his mom is. 
And so there's her son is out here somewhere and has no idea that his mom is Susan Atkins. Shit. And that was trippy to hear. Like, it's like, wow. But the class was um, about paradigm shifting. And it was about teaching you how to shift uh, your thinking into another frame of thinking to succeed. Like, it's like looking out a window, but looking out, you know, another window, not just the same window. From a different perspective. From a different Mm -hmm. perspective. Uh, And that is definitely the class that changed my life forever. Mm. Like that made me paradigm shift so many different things or bad habits that I had and to think of things in a new way that I never, ever went to jail again. Like, like that, like just, that was your rock bottom. That was my, that was it. I never wanted to go back. I never, I'm done. Oh yeah. Like sometimes I'll walk through hospitals and I'll smell that smell that they wash our uniforms in. And I get a feeling of fuck, like I felt like I'm back in there. Kind of, yeah, it trips me out. It's they use lie. Like yeah. uh, and for, yeah. for what is it the the lice or you know no, just no, they no, use lights. lie is like a de- it's like a detergent but it's, it's like a like commercial a it's, it's antibacterial and yeah. yeah so they use that to clean all the uniforms and to clean the bed sheets and to clean everything so you really smell um, that smell so when you're on the outside and you breathe regular air right you breathe regular air but remember when you're in jail you're in circulated air and so you only have like you know, a certain scent. It's very weird to describe, but mm. when I smell it, I fucking get all oh. panic and say like Shit. flashback. A little bit. I've, I'm all right. I'm fucking twitching. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that was a that was a interesting time. Definitely one for the books. Um, I have a picture of us. Uh, all together, Susan Atkins, her husband, my husband, and uh, and myself, all around the Christmas tree. Yeah, sure. um, and um, the only people that have seen that picture or have that picture is Martin and Hooter. Okay. Uh, they have that picture on the Yo 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 podcast. So if you guys go to that episode, you'll see how they superimpose their faces to our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, yeah, that was when I was listening to them. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, wow. But you, you have your, um, because before, when you got here, you were telling me how, how it's like, not difficult, but how strange it is to wake up early in the morning, you know, because you haven't had a job, a regular job, like a eight to five. And how many years? Uh, let me see. 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, seven, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. And what, 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 how, how is that? Like, I mean, <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> working man, he says, come on, working man. Fucking amazing. Um, it's, a, it's amazing because it's a dream come true to, you know, every comedian or artist or actress or whatever is trying to get out there is trying to get out of the nine to five hustle and just pursue their dreams and do, do their thing and make money at it. Um, I, I feel very fortunate that I've, you know, figure out different ways to hustle and make it all happen. You know, everything that I make is not from entertainment. A portion of it is a lot of it is all from my all extra side hustles, whatever I can do to keep funneling my dream. Um, Shout out to Lyft and Uber, who really helped in that transition. I was an original Lyft and Uber driver in 2012. Oh, wow. 2013 is when I started doing it. Uh, back when they were giving each other, if you sign up a Lyft driver, you get $500. Yeah. If you sign up a Uber, mm. you know what I mean? I was during that time, and I was making 25 to 35 an hour 
uh, because they were paying so much to try to have the incentive of having more drivers out there. Uh, and then I had like a nice little set schedule, like Friday through Sunday where I would work. I would work on Thursday mornings for like, uh, the airport, like four in the morning till like, you know, 10 in the morning and get through it. Uh, and then Friday night I'd wait for everybody that was going to the club and start working that hour. And then I would take a break. I take a nap and I'd wake up at one in the morning and make my way over to the clubs and do that. And I'd come home with like 200, 300 by four in the morning of just like all the white people that come to downtown LA and want to go back to Santa Monica, you know, they'd be like a hundred bucks. All right. You know, like, so it was, it was good. I found a niche. And then I did that for a few years uh, until I found La Cita. I got really lucky at La Cita. I had been going there for years. Um, Best friends with the manager. Um, I even threw him his puppy shower when he was, his girl was having a baby. I threw him his puppy shower. I had Lou Pizarro come down. I had Boogaloo Shrimp come down. Shout out to Michael Chambers. Had him, everybody came down and brought him clothes for the baby. And that's where I met Carl, the owner of La Cita. And he stayed in touch with me. Like, you know, maybe you want to do an event here or something like that. And, you know, we talked about it and then um, Tonio's, uh, or the manager's wife wasn't coming back when she had the baby and they're like, Hey, there's an open position for happy hour. And so I sent Carl a message. I said, Hey, Carl, I hear you're hiring. I said, um, you know, I don't have experience, but I can talk shit to your customers in English and Spanish. (laughs) 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 Hey, you gotta, you gotta throw in your niche. Yeah. And so he's like, can you come in for an interview? (laughs) Equal opportunity. (laughs) So I went in, I went in for the interview um, I hit him up uh, after the interview and I said, uh, hey, you know, just wondering what your decision is. And, you know, um, I'm like 10 minutes away. I have my own car. Da, da, da. And he goes, uh, you're, you know, you're hired. Can you start on Monday? I said, actually, it's my birthday. Could I start on Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got the job. I started I started um, mm. August 16th of 2016. Wow. And. You know, I, I haven't, I just haven't wanted to leave. Like, how can you beat a place that you come in and your job is to throw a party mm. and and people come in and they have a good time and, you know, and they tip you and you don't even have to take off your bra. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because I, I met you about maybe a year and a half ago. I don't know if you remember this or not. I was out with us. Uh, I was not to dr- drop names or anything, right? Because I know these guys. Uh, we were at Momo's Tacos in Boyle Heights, oh, and Citric was uh-huh. there, and Momo, and you showed up. Oh yeah, I came over to meet up after. Well, yeah, uh-huh. you, you, I guess you. Uh, I guess to meet up with uh, Anthony. And uh, when you get there, like, yeah, man, it was a good night, and you took out this wad of tips. And I'm all like, and I'm like, what the hell? And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's not for stripping. I'm a bartender. <laughs> I'm all like, oh, because you might have seen my face. I'm like, oh shit, are you from Nicolas? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's? <laughs> how did yeah. you get? How did you get rid of that bullet wound on your neck? Like, <laughs> you're looking sharp today. <laughs> and, and that's how. And I guess that's when uh, Citric pointed out, like, yeah, she works on La Cita. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. So I'm all like, yeah, because you had just ended your shift and I was so excited I was coming home with like well, you know and, and I had I think I had just only been there like a little bit maybe when we mm-hmm. met up for maybe it was 2017 18 no, 18 
something? Yeah. 18. 18. 2018. Yeah. Oh, I'm always happy with my fucking water cash. I'm fucking yeah. so happy. Yeah, oh. you were happy. I think uh, Lyft dropped you off, and, and the ladies there, they're offering you some tacos. They're like, I think you were doing keto at the time or and something. And I had the carnitas. Yeah, no, yeah. they give you the consomme. Uh-huh. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, man. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> and it was just like, it, it, but I remember that because uh, I'm, I I just went to that because they also gave you a talk. You're like, I shouldn't be eating this, but you had it. And that, that, that joy that you had in your face, I guess you're like, oh, man, I haven't had, I guess, tortilla in a while or uh-huh. something. And it was just like, oh, my God, pobrecita. <laughs> pobrecita. It's a tough life. <laughs> it is. It is. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm going through that, you know, and I'm like, holy shit. Now, now I, I get it. You're going through that? Are you going carb free? Yeah, I've. Six months already. It's hard, huh? Difficult. Dude, you don't even understand. Talk about like brain fog, right? It messes you up. It like, throws you off. It's hard it to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, right? <laughs> it's hard to be his friend. He hits ketosis and then he becomes a different person. <laughs> I get all angry this time. It's all fucking short triggered and I, I just short fuse. I kinda went keto not meaning to this this past month. Um and it, I got real tired. I was really, I'm, re- I'm still, t- I'm still tired. Like yeah. I just started eating carbs like a few days ago and I feel better, but man, I was like, just not like I haven't really had an appetite mm-hmm. kind of thing. Throws uh, you off. You're hazy. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. Uh, yeah. They, they call it the keto flu, but it's like the ketosis. The keto you- flu. Yeah. yeah. Ketosis. Yeah, like it, it seems like you're in a dream, like an echo. No, it's not the ketosis where it's your body. Adapting from being carb fueled to fats. I mean, there's a transition that your body's okay. not. It's it's not giving like because you got to think we we eat carbs like all our whole fucking lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what we use as fuel. So with the keto diet, is you're replacing the fats instead of the carbs. So there's a transition called the keto flu where your body is all of a sudden being told, oh shit, you got to use fats now. So that's why you feel all fucking sluggish and you feel fucking you get the flu like symptoms and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, it works, dude. I mean, it's something that you know. I don't. I don't say. I don't think like people should do it like their whole lives. Yeah. But definitely, every once in a while, it's good to throw your body off with certain things. You know. Yeah, I I read that too. That you're not. It's not something that you do the whole time. Like you do it for a little while, then you stop. And you try to go back to a little bit somewhat normal, mm-hmm. and then you can go back to it again mm-hmm. and and do it. Yeah, because apparently, I guess the whole, the the whole point is eventually your body starts burning the fats. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts burning the fats. And then if you introduce it, it's not going to go all crazy. It's just going to do its thing again. You know, it's going to continue burning the fats with the carbs and everything. As in before, it was just, you know, it couldn't keep up with all the carbs that you were eating. Yeah. But yo me sebo con el keto. I'm like, keto? All right. 12 pieces of bacon. Here we go. Fucking bacon chips. (laughs) I would fucking eat a bunch of fucking hot wings with ranch because all that's keto friendly. Yeah. But yep. the chingavas pinchy 20 piece at Wingstop. Sale igual. Sale igual. Sale igual. So, um, and also you, you're, you're like, you, you know, you, you hustle a lot. In the summers, you spend it in Baja, don't you? I do. I spend <laughs> it in Mexico. You, have, you live out there too, don't you? I do. I could, I 
technically consider myself a resident there because oh, when I go out there, I have a place to stay. What part of Baja uh, is it? Las Salinas, oh, okay. kilometer 73, okay. you know, over at uh, Jesse's, the Salinas Cantina, mm-hmm. Las Salinas Cantina. Mm-hmm. That's our landmark right there. It's a whole community um, on the marina there in Baja. It's a middle marina um, because there's a marina in TJ and then there's one in Ensenada. Mm-hmm. And then that one's Las Salinas, which is private, which I like to call the narco. Like <laughs> the narco <laughs> the, marina. The narco marina. You know, they don't really talk about it yeah. boats don't come in and out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's there yeah. or do they yeah, 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 right. <laughs> um right. it's a quiet it's a quiet town the residents are majority i want to say 95 percent uh white people 95 mm-hmm. percent white people um and they're awesome as yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like these people know how to party. They come from these times of living here in the 70s, 80s. Like they built motherfucking Hollywood. Like yeah. they they have families that are lineages like from out here. And then they, you know, from back then, they their families would take them on vacation down south and end up in Baja, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people know this place as a place that they used to come when they were younger. Yeah. And so now they've this, they've made it their retirement home and the houses are badass. Like they're mm-hmm. mansions over the water, sure. or little casitas over the water. Like, and it's, you see the view, right? It's mm-hmm. like right there. And uh, it's private. Uh, you go in through security. The cantina too is private. And we have comedy shows there. So now I bring comedy shows down to that area. Uh, and that's my little niche right there, the cantina. So Jesse hires me to bring comedians down down there and uh you know they have a place to stay right above um it's dope everybody loves it everybody looks forward to it i've also seen that like, like yeah. uh, i also seen that you do like the restaurant tours or like you take oh, yeah, you take a too. bunch of old retired yes people to different restaurants out there don't you yes so um angie gomez uh who runs uh the marketing down there uh she's my boss along with uh scott and they uh did a contract through uh the Rosarito Board of Tourism. And so they set up these tours where they get a big old bus, a big charter bus, and they sell tickets. And they, the first place I think we went to was like 12 places. Like we went all day, like all day. And then we're like, you know, maybe we should cut it down to six. So we cut it down to six and we pick people up at one point. And then from there we go and we hit all these different places with food and drinks. They know we're coming. So they set up like their best Mm -hmm. dish and their best drink and everyone kicks it for like an hour and 15 minutes. And then I get them back on the bus. So my job is to kind of do like just banter and talking shit while we're driving from place to place. And then I'll also give them a little bit of history of what we're passing up. Uh, And then uh, when we get them off the bus, um, I try to do this with everyone because it makes them feel a little bit more personable. But as we go through and I check them in, I try to remember their names. So when they get off the bus, I shake their hand and I say their name oh, as shit. they're getting off yeah. the bus. And then we're talking like probably, I don't know, 75 people, 57 people. So we do that. They get off the bus and then I time it and then I start getting everybody back on the bus. And then we go to the next one and we go to the next one. Shit. And then I like dressing up as like the Rosarita bean lady, you know? Just yeah, yeah, you have you have different outfits. <laughs> I do. You have <laughs> different outfits. You know, it's all about 
ambiance, you know? Yeah. Selling an experience. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm, 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 too. <laughs> I do, huh? My outfits yeah, are different. You outfits. have different, like, I think one of them you were like an Adelita or something. Or yeah, I dress up as an Adelita, but yeah, just different, you know, yeah. different different outfits every time. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun. And the, the people that buy the tours, um, they're retirees from that area, but there's also people that come in from the U.S. that mm-hmm. come over the night before for this tour because uh, it's been catching on. We've done three. We're on our way to our fourth one. But sure. right now it's really cold uh, in Baja, mm. so that we wait till it warms up. How long are you out there for? It depends. Um, it depends on what I have going on here. It depends on um, what shows I have over there. And it depends on if I'm deciding to have elective surgery. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 Hell yeah, sale más barato. Um, wants to know about the elective surgery because he needs a. You do? <laughs> no, they're just fucking with me, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, He's a little vain. It's, no. <laughs> hey, you know, like, you know, you got to keep up, you mm-hmm. know, like you got to keep up like as far as for like, um, I feel like the way that you look. Like, that's what people see. So I have to take care of myself. And I found that the dermatologists out there are just so much cheaper than the dermatologists here. Um, and they do better work. Yeah, the medicine sure. works way better. Um, you know, they're not giving me pills, you know, like like here. Like, they like giving you med like in And it's so weird to yeah. me. But, like, when you're dealing with stuff, you know, on your face, um, you know, things of the inside. I don't know. I, j- I just like it out there better. Um and I wish I could live there, but I can't. I gotta not be yet. here. It's part of your. Oh, it's, it's part of your future plans, right? It's my future plan. My future. My future retirement plan is like down. When I'm an older comic, when I'm viejita, yeah, 60s, 70s, like I want to be doing cruise ships and doing mm. comedy on cruise ships sure. because, yeah, because, dude, come on. Like you get to live on the ship. You go from place to place. You do your job every night for like an hour, you know? Yeah. Fuck, it's either that or the convent, you know? Like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> right? The, 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 I'm waiting out my jokes. options. Convent yeah. or convalescent home? No, convent. Okay. Comment. Oh, <laughs> but Baja is beautiful, man. Like the Sea of Cortez, a lot of people don't really know about it. Like I took a trip when I was a kid, and it's one of my fondest memories. We went from uh, Tijuana to Cabos. Mm-hmm. So we stopped at Loreto, Muleje, Bahia de Los Angeles. We went through the whole fucking place, and I've always thought, man, this fucking place is perfect to fucking to, to retire. Because in Loreto, we, we camped out in the beach, and then there was, we looked towards the Sea of Cortez, y se miraba Sinaloa. There was thunderstorms in Sinaloa. The locals were like, oh, yeah, that's Sinaloa over there. And it was just fucking as a kid. I remember, man, this place is, like, beautiful. Porque como dices, it's private. It's not all the fucking shit that goes on in Mexico. It has nothing to do with those areas. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, a lot of people think, like, oh, you know, I'm going to get shot. It's narco Mexico. No. That's that other side of Mexico. Like, there's two sides. Like, this California Baja is California San Diego TJ Baja, right? Mm, Yeah. Then you have water Mm. in between the other part of Mexico, which mm-hmm. is the huge part of Mexico that everybody sees on the map under Texas, mm-hmm. that's narco Mexico. Yeah. I don't go over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never been over there. I want to. 
Um, but you know, I'm gonna take my time. Yeah. <laughs> no rush. I'm no rush. Here. No rush. I just did that trip you're talking about. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh man, Mulehe. You did you go to Mulehe? Yeah, we stayed. Oh, dude. We stayed at a house beachfront in Mulehe. Yeah. Shout out to Stacy Worth. Thanks for hooking <laughs> it up. Um, amazing. She's an amazing designer. Yeah. And she has a house out there. Yeah. And uh, she gave us a house for the day. She took off. Uh, and dude, I got stung by a stingray out there. Oh, oh shit, I did too. Yeah. You did, oh, dude. Yeah, it's dude. the same fucker, I bet. Fucking <laughs> asshole. He's he's a lot bigger now, by the way. Just so you know, motherfucker. Yeah, God, where, did it, where did it get you? Huh? Where did it get you? On the on on the top of on the top of my foot, yeah. where the vein is, like um like above the toe. Yeah. Like he just. Pfft, like, but from the top, I got lucky. He got me from the top. I, I got from the bottom. That's the worst yeah. from the bottom because mm. you know how are you gonna walk yeah. for? How long did it take you to walk again, dude? It, it pretty much put a fucking it fucked up the trip. I mean, it took me a few weeks to try to get. I remember as a kid, but I see my acuerdo that it took a fucking long fucking time. And what I think is, I think I stepped on it. I think I, you know, it's because la la la, en la tierra. El, el mar de Cortez. Dude, you can go fucking, I want to say miles in. Either water te llega aquí. Mm-hmm. And super crystal go. clear. You uh-huh. can see everything. But I guess I stepped on this fucker and he got pissed. I mean, obviously, right? <laughs> they're, in, they're in La Orilla, from yeah. what I heard. So yeah. right before you start stepping into the water, they're yeah. over here on the edge. Yeah. And I was coming back in trying to do a fucking Instagram video. With my fucking probably <laughs> with my inflatable unicorn. And the fucking sea of, you know? And then I was like, let me, let me gallop. That'll be smart. Let me gallop right here. He's <laughs> so <laughs> And I have the, I have the video. Like it was it wasn't it wasn't a ah and the whole way I'm going and I get out and the blood's coming out the top of my no, foot shit. and I'm just like trying to get up to the top and I'm screaming to my friends, you know? <laughs> Los pescadores are like, sáquensela. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Está caliente, güey. Está en su luna de miel. Sáquensela. De la enchanza. Pobrecitas, el 15 de febrero. No sean crueles. Yeah, but that shit fucking hurt, Tom. It hurt. Um, and then, and then the, you know, the way that they, I, what did they do to you? I can't remember. I can't remember. I was. I was. They peed on you. No, my Don't, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Everybody always no, says you that. Tried that. Let me pee on it. No, get the no, fuck away. It's not a jellyfish. <laughs> I know the pain meds are a lot stronger down there, so I mean, it they definitely are. helps to get injured down there because you, you get a nice <laughs> little higher. Yeah, shout out to Tramadol. <laughs> right? You know, Tramadol. Dale Tramadol. Tienes trauma? Tramadol. Dude, it's funny because me and this dude and a few friends, we went to Peru in uh, 2008. 2008, yeah. And we were like, dude, we got to fucking do the cocoa leaves. Y cualquier pinche pendejada, we were, we were making up excuses. Que, ah, que oh, me duele la cabeza. Just so they can give us fucking the leaves, right? Yeah, because our, 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 our spirit guide, or what was it? She was a spiritual guide, yeah. Yeah, she she had a, a whole bag. A whole bag. And then this is like, like because of the altitude or whatever, you just, you, what do you do? I'm like, you chew it. I'm like, mm, all right. So you chew it like, oh, what the fuck? This is not, but fuck. I mean, a couple of leaves in, you're like, it's <laughs> 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 because what was funny is when we, when we landed at our Airbnb, I guess, yeah. kind of deal, um, 
nosotros, uh, we're in another country. So llegamos, había un balón, and we started fucking... <laughs> <laughs> a ver, una chilenita, güey, a ver. But, but we didn't realize that the altitude is there so thin that we were fucking, we were gassed out, like, right away. And our head, our head was pounding. Like, it's like... You had a headache, but it was weird. It was a weird headache, and it's for the the lack of oxygen. I'm no. Wow. Yeah. So she she told us you gotta chew on these coca leaves because it helps with the altitude. Yeah, and, and some something with yeah something with the altitude and something that it does to your body just calms you down, and it just relaxes you. Fuck, dude. That but but you're fucking focused. It's like drinking coffee without the jitters. Mm -hmm. Like it's just. And it sucks because it it taints. I mean, I'm sure pues in Colombia también you guys experience with this, but. The the plan is just so so natural and like and then this true element it's it's really good for you. But when they dilute it into fucking cocaine, that's when it gets like that stigma. I mean, it's the diesel, the antifreeze, and also quanto más le ponen. But yeah, so like like mid trip, we were up in Machu Picchu, and we're, we're like, like oh. And we're looking to see if she noticed that. Yeah. I mean, a ver qué tienen muchachos. She would give us like a couple of leaves, and here we are. That's funny, you guys. Yeah. A, fuck, a spirit guy on coca leaves. Yeah. That's like a coked out like spirit guy. That's, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, that's a tweaker in La Puente yeah. with a big opinion. But you know what? This was organic coca. Yeah. <laughs> organic <laughs> coca. It was and you can't bring the leaves back. Oh, you no. can't, no. No. Watch no. me. <laughs> no, they're they're fucking on the in the airports. Tan cabrones are the customs. They they don't fuck around with you. You're, you're like that. shy of just them slapping a glove on. I really? mean, it's that. Oh, I'm not shy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, awesome. We don't have to spend on condoms. Now she's in Peru. <laughs> she gets around it. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other place I don't know if you stopped On that trip Did you stop in Gonzaga Bay? No I didn't I didn't <gasps> That's the one Yeah Gonzaga oh, Bay Is before Mulahe Okay and it is like there's actual uh, airstrip right there. No shit. There's Loreto has a little airport too. Uh huh. Loreto has a little airport too. I remember too. that. Yeah. It does. But we we stayed in Gonzaga Bay. When you go back, go to Gonzaga Bay. Hey, let me ask you this, Tanya. How's the housing out there? Is it is it still? Because I remember in those days, I remember my dad kind of asking around and. It was fucking dirt cheap for property right in the fucking beach. I'm sure now it's a little different, no? How's, how's the pricing on over there? The pricing is still good. It's mm -hmm. decent, but it's starting to go up, yeah. like high. Um, I can't really quote, but like you can get a good ass house on the on the water for like 200 something. No shit. Built up all super swank. They have million dollar houses out there and they have property all along from TJ all the way down. It just depends on what section you want to live in. Yeah. Also, the houses above the hill, mm -hmm. you know, where the carretera is, mm -hmm. those houses, there's a bunch of properties going up all the time. Um, but everything's relatively still really, really cheap. Uh, until but Valle de Guadalupe is like exploding. No shit. Why? Uh, Why is that spot? Because it's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's you know the wine valley mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. But a lot of chefs have left the United States and have gone down there and started their own restaurants. So no there's shit. a lot of amazing cuisine wow. along with the the wineries. And then 
because a lot of people go out there for romantic weekends. Mm -hmm. They're starting to set up like all these different hotels and opening up little boutique mm -hmm. houses and little manufactured like homes mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But like, you know, like no trailer birds. park looking shit up. No, they're <laughs> fancy with like little glass and like what. Yeah, they look like cool little cottages. Uh, my friend Martha, uh, Miss, Miss Colombia, 1900, que te importa? She has. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Marta Callejas. Uh, she has a uh, spot. In the Valle de Guadalupe, where she has yurts, no and the shit. yurts on the oh, inside, dude, are bad. Like it has carpet, it has no a shit. bed, it has a recliner. Your it's like a it's like a fancy super tent. Yeah, like those, those big a, round tent. Wing. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. and then and but you see the valley, you see the Valle de Guadalupe. So over there, it's getting really wow, nice. dude, that's fucking beautiful. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it used to be super cheap though. Two hundred sounds like fucking crazy expensive. It <laughs> is now. Well, two hundred thousand is getting it, it's crazy expensive. But you could still if you get a good deal you can find stuff for eighty thousand ninety thousand yeah, you it, know everything used to be like in that price range and you're getting everything like a fucking mini palace ten thousand thirty five thousand yeah. like there's there's places like that um you shit, know and bro. no because my dad had a lot of dude let's there. open up a home depot style fucking store down there where it's all the fucking equipment yeah my yeah. dad had like a little townhouse type one right there too in the beach and used to go mm. on the balcony pasar los pinches dolphines way oh the uh -huh. seafood the seafood's fucking Ooh. amazing now Man, the seafood is like Pinches pescados don't see a freezer Because right from <laughs> yeah. the fucking ocean They're in your right fucking the, plate The dude that was giving a shit about the <laughs> Hey, so I can tell uh, <laughs> yeah, that guy <laughs> That guy directly to the fucking restaurant wing. Right, there I am all <laughs> <laughs> With an apple in my mouth Sáquenme La están rostizando la Tania That's funny, oh, man that's awesome that that you, that you have that kind of um it, it's kind of like a control alt delete for you right like you get away from the fucking city how hectic is I the like fucking that. city control alt delete that's yeah. that's where that's where i've been going to refuge and get away and get away from all of that is la is out there mm. is it's giving me a lot of peace over the last few years um, I just discovered it. Uh, my friend started uh, taking me down there in 2016. Mm -hmm. So I've made a lot of community. I call those people. My, those those are my friends. Like yeah. those are people that I message with and talk with and, you know, stay in communication with. And it's so funny. Sometimes I'll be like, I got to go. I'm getting a call from Mexico. You know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. You remember when your parents would be like, yeah. Mateo, que estoy esperando una llamada en México. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, they would yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotta keep the line open. Yeah, I gotta yeah. keep the line open. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's beautiful for me to get out there and get away. I haven't been there, unfortunately. We're in what February now. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there since October. Mm. Um, and that and that last time I was there, I was hosting a uh, lucha libre event over the water. Oh uh, wow, yeah, that's awesome! Shout out to West Sample and uh, Dirty Ronald McDonald who brought all the wrestlers. <laughs> Dirty Ronald <laughs> McDonald, oh, oh he's badass! Oh, he's awesome. badass! And it was, I everybody loved it. We had such a good time. Uh, I dressed up in my lucha baboom red sequined outfit. You just had then, one recently, right? We just did lucha baboom. Lucha yeah. baboom was on last the, week on the eleventh. No, the yeah, eleventh and twelfth. When uh -huh. your when your video dropped. Um, also, it was the 12th, 13th. So oh. the video dropped Tuesday, the 11th, and Lucha was the 12th and the 13th. Yeah. That's right, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, it was a savant? busy week. Yeah, you, a, yeah, you were pretty busy. Yeah, it was a busy week. Yeah, you, you, um, you do, you've been doing that, what, for three years now, you said? Yes, three years with Lucha Babum. How'd you get into that? 
Um, so David Hernandez, the makeup artist, uh-huh. took me, um, was it Valentine's of 2016? I think it was to do Molly Diamore, uh, to do her, like she had like reds, like, you know, sequin gloves and all this stuff. So to help do her makeup. And so I got to see the whole process from behind the scenes and how they were all getting ready. And, um, you know, I just kind of that just saw it. Uh, Facebook Live had just started back then. It was kind of a thing. Mm. I was always Facebook living and talking shit and just going live. <laughs> um, and so David talked to Miss Rita, who's the president of Lucha Vavum. It was like, you need to get Tanya in Lucha Vavum. She's so funny, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they kept figuring out what they could work me in. So she came in and saw me at La Cita and we talked it out and she offered me to join Lucha that October. Uh, so I started as uh, the red carpet host. So I started red carpet hosting live from their Lucha Vavum site. And so now people could see what was going on in Lucha Vavum uh, pre and then I would show a little bit of everything that was going on. So as the years went on, uh, so did technology and Liz, the other owner was able to get this awesome dude. His name's Eddie and he comes in with a virtual reality stick, right? And he has all these sticks and you could hold this stick and you could walk around and while it's recording everything, people can come in and watch it virtual reality and flip. So they're in there. So they're in there. You're in there. So, um, so I, so we did away with the red carpet hosting. They gave me a ring girl so I could come in and be one of the ring girls and then uh when i'm in between i go around with the stick and i hold the stick and do the virtual reality um i didn't do it this one thank god because it sucks being on heels you know and doing all that Uh, but i'll take it Uh, sometimes yeah the light (laughs) (laughs) um but it's in the restroom you take a break (laughs) i gotta take a shit man fuck on this shit (laughs) (laughs) we're live at lucha wondering why the bathroom line isn't moving (laughs) (laughs) We want to direct your attention to stall number two. (laughs) You put it under it. Yeah. Like, hey, you're right in there. (laughs) Do do they still have that wrestler, Dirty Sanchez? Yeah, he was the he was one of the wrestlers that I walked out. uh, Is Dirty Sanchez? I love him. He's very dope. Yeah, I saw him about four years, five years ago. He's hilarious. Yeah, the Mija took me to to one of the baboons, Mm -hmm. and it was um, it was it was fucking. It's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen this madre, the music. It's like a rock show with wrestling. Rock show with wrestling and burlesque and comedy. Yeah. Everything. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I'm actually working on a, a, the video right now from the 11th, 12th from my personal footage that I had in my phone. Um, I've kind of like laxed on taking a lot of footage. You know, sometimes you're just like fucking, you know me, I, I'm all day with my little Instagram story. And sometimes I'm just tired. Like I just want to chill or yeah. sometimes I don't put stuff up. But I was like, you know what? Why don't you make an effort this time to go ahead and record what you can get? <laughs> and I did. And it turned out pretty good. Like uh, I was like, dang, I got some really killer moves of my compass like just in the air landing and doing their moves like and that's the cool thing too that with with this lucha bavun thing i've made really good friends with the luchadores like those are my compass like i love hanging out with them like we have two dressing rooms down at the bottom we have the dressing room where it's all the the ring girls and the the dancers and everybody and then there's the wrestling rooms and i'm in the middle wrestling room with all the guys <laughs> talking shit in spanish and getting ready and then they bring in the little minis you know the little yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like and they're always like tanya Quantos? And I'm like, 
Tres y medio. <laughs> falta. <laughs> Le faltaba. So, so we always mess around. And That's I love fun. those guys. That's so awesome. Little Cholo is one that I walked out this time. And then uh, Willie Mack, my homeboy Willie Mack, got to walk him out. Um, so, yeah, in every... Every time it's a different theme, as you've noticed. I know they, uh, they have a Valentine's one, and I can't remember what's the other one. I think it's in October, isn't it? The Cinco de Mayo. Oh, Cinco de Mayo And one. then the Halloween special. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes we'll do a summer, uh, which... Oh, you guys, I don't know if you know about the summer one. The summer one sucks. so hot, right? Oh, it's so fucking hot. And I've had to learn, you know what I mean? Oh, like, shit. as I go through, like, like the first summer one that I was involved in was our quinceañera that we were throwing. And I was like, oh, I've got a quinceañera dress that I can uh, throw on, no. you know? Let me do it up. Is that the one when you rode in on the lowrider? Uh, I write, you mean we do the car parade every yeah. time. Oh, okay. But it's a, it was a blue, the blue dress that I have on my Instagram mm -hmm. with the two roses or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was sweating fucking balls in between <laughs> my legs right there. It was so hot. Like it was so horribly hot. Oh, it's just like over here all doing air conditioning. <laughs> you need some talco. You know? Yeah, talco. Me faltó. I forgot how fat girls some live. Like, <laughs> some gold bond. Gold yeah. bond. Medicated gold bond. Yeah. I was just all sweating. So, So it's a, it's a fun lucha. It's the championship. They, when they do the summer, it's a championship one. So it's really hyped up. But we're hot. Like we're, we're you know. And that's not for me. Nah. Hey, that's a tough gig for those wrestlers. Huh? I mean, a lot of people don't give them credit. They, ah, that shit's fake. But but what it does to their bodies is they take a lot of shit out. They get fucked up. Like they oh. could say that it's fake all they want, but they're really out there doing the moves. Yeah. And you see the way that they land or they get hit. They're getting hit. And the chingazos are real. The chingazos, <laughs> the chingazos are real. Mm. Like they go in there. Some of the wrestlers, they don't like each other. They oh really shit! So there's real beef. Oh, and shit. Shit. There's real beef. Oh, oh shit. yeah. There's What the beef. fuck? I thought everybody's a happy family. Ese es el rudo, güey. El rudo, yeah. Y los, uh, what is technicos. Los rudos y los técnicos. Yeah. yeah. Some of them don't get along. Especially the, the little minis, they got beef. Like, oh, oh, way? Like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, párense. Ah, shit. I love to see that, güey. Pinche patada. Pinche patada la costilla, güey. Cancha liga, güey. So, like any, like any uh, wrestling, you know? Like, yeah. there's always beef. There's, you know, bad. There's politics, you know, right? There's, yeah, there's, politics there's a lot of stuff. shit. But, but it makes for good for good wrestling. It makes for good wrestling. They get out there. They really duke it out. So shit. it's exciting. Never thought of joining in the the the, the diva wrestling team. Um, I've been asked. I got asked to jo uh, to come and audition for a while for mm -hmm. Women of Wrestling or the Glow. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out to Carla Mason. She runs that over there. The, the, uh, the The Wow okay. Women of Wrestling, yeah, the yeah. Glow, the New Glow. Yeah, yeah. New glow. Um, I wanted to, but I really like my knees where they are. <laughs> yeah. There's something about the way that my bones are all locked in now. Like I'm, I'm good. Plus, you look more like a roller girl, like in the roller derbies. Right away, judging people. Yeah, no, no. again. <laughs> so original. Yeah, I really like you know where my ass is, you know, with no hematomas. Like yeah, some nasty hits, man. Dude, I remember I went to go see my homegirl oh, Katrina. She was a, a roller derby girl, and I remember the first, like the first match, like they fucking got her, dude, and she they flipped her on her back. She just pah, and I'm like, Jesus. oh, that fucking had to hurt. <laughs> and then I think one time she landed on a railing or something. Like, oh, it's just it's brutal. Like 
I, I, you know what? I'm I'm kind of into safety. <laughs> I have a thing about safety. Yeah. Like I've she, taken. She wants to do stand up in a fucking boat. Wait, what are you over here fucking? Yeah. Tying her to fucking yeah. fuck up her she, knees. Yeah. yeah, I'm. You know, I, I'm 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 good. Yeah. Like I've taken a few hits. You know. Like in relationships, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's enough, and that's enough. Like this shit hurts. Like so, I'm I'm good. Shit's real, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a bigger chick, so it's gonna hurt. You know, it's gonna yeah. hurt me a lot. Yeah, yeah fuck that. <laughs> so, Tanya, I got a question for you. Um, the Mayan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard stories from securities or people there. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever encountered anything weird in the Mayan? Any any. Fuck it. I don't know. If, well, maybe because when you're there, there's a lot of people. But you ever find yourself there early or late enough where like weird shit happens? He's a miedoso. Yeah, he's a miedoso. I've been there late at night. Um, I've been there late when we're, you know, and we're downstairs. Yeah, at the bottom, probably mm-hmm. where they have all the dead bodies underneath. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never, f- I've never encountered anything weird. I'm in a different headspace, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to tune into all that. Okay, because I've been known to pick up a little bit of frequencies really? from the other. Yeah, and I'm just kind of. You, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of. I like to shut that door. I don't really mm. like to get because it turns you know fucking make you real paranoid, fucking weird shit follows you. Energies are real. Yes. Uh, and if you and if you open up to those, they're gonna they're gonna show up. So I try to kind of close off on that. So if I go in somewhere, I'm, I don't have that in my mind. Like oh, because you will be. You will be open to that level. Um, I have I see I see shit sometimes, and I'm like I'm just gonna ignore that. I'm just not even gonna pay it attention. Like at La Cita, yeah. Oh, La Cita, shit. at La Cita, I know I've seen stuff, and it's in the daytime. And I remember just last week I was serving a drink, and I out of nowhere I just saw something black. And the girl in front of me tells the person, she goes, Pistes eso? Pistes? And I was thinking, what did, what did you, you know? Mm. She goes, I just, she's like, I just saw something. And I was like, I just saw it too, but I thought I was tripping. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, are you into paranormal stuff? Well, it used to follow me a lot. Yeah, and, but the this well, the Peru trip that we took uh-huh. did a huevo, um, and the, the our, our spirit guide she kind of like um, gave me um, it was a little rock a little stone I think it was a uh, the chacana no yeah she gave me something and to keep it and you know to kind of help me and then um, I ended up losing it in the airport because she told you you're gonna have it <laughs> you're gonna have it with <laughs> you what a dick you mean at the airport it, yeah. no well no well you know when they, you take off all your stuff and <laughs> I had like, to take that like, I, <laughs> I had to take it off and put it on the tray and when it comes when the tray comes out it, it was missing. Oh shit! It was uh, missing. Te lo so, quitó el espíritu, yeah, I guess it was supposed to stay. It was supposed to stay. No tenía papeles el pinche el espíritu or something. But then um, she's like, all, "I curse you thinner." Uh, I, remember, I remember that fucking movie. Yeah. The Stephen That's King. Yeah. And then uh, when I came back over here, uh, a cousin, a friend of a cousin, she was. She also. Uh, it was just getting crazier because every time I always felt something was following me. Something was with me. And it was just uneasy, very uneasy. Certain parts, I avoided cemeteries because I, every time I was driving, I always like felt like something was calling me to look into it. And I, I, I like I avoided Fourth Street, the, the or like um, in Islos, the Evergreen Cemetery. Yeah. I avoided that cemetery like the plague because every time I passed by through it, I always felt like something. 
My mom has way. No, it, it was way. <laughs> but after when I came over, when, when I was back over here, after that trip, um, talked to these friends. And they ended up, they had a friend that was, uh, I guess, a medium or something. And she kind of like did the same thing with the same rock. I think it was an onyx or a black rock for protection. And she told me the same thing. Once it's done its job, you, you will lose it. You will not even know where it, what happened to it. Tourmaline. Yeah. Is it tourmaline? I think so. A bl- tourmaline is yeah. a protective black rock. And after that, everything was good. And it's like at now, sometimes I feel real shit or like, the fuck? And I get the, you know, the little hair behind the back of your neck or like your, you get the goosebumps. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm out of here. But you know, you know what? The Sita does have like a vibe. Like now that you mentioned it, yeah. there is a fucking vibe there. There like, is a vibe, but there is a, it's also a party vibe. Like, yeah. There's a good welcome <laughs> yeah. party. Like That's all true. those, all those, all if there's ghosts in there, they're yeah. fucking having the best time of their life. Yeah. Like they're, you know, and that's because they don't. There's nothing bad ever happens there. Yeah. Um, it's a a good place to come. So yeah. I don't think they're bad ghosts, you know, because mm. I think we would have ate shit. You know what I mean? Down yeah. the stairs or being, you know, thrown yeah. like down into Trip the bottom or something. <laughs> and that doesn't happen there. Mm. Like it, it doesn't happen. Nothing. Um, um, I, as far as like frequencies and all, like, cause you know, like being in tune to like paranormal stuff, that's like a frequency. That's like a vibe. Mm-hmm. And you, have you felt that a lot lately? Or? Not, not lately. There are certain places that I do, um, like, uh, I work for the phone company mm-hmm. and we go into people's homes and we go into businesses. We go down to like and the dark, basements or dark, creepy, dark, damp yeah, places. damp places or hallways where like all the utility services are hidden away from the everyday activity. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes when I've gone into people's houses, as soon as you walk in, you feel suffocated. Uh-huh. You feel like there's something there. You feel that either energy. it's energy, but it's like, it's maybe an unhappy home. Maybe it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's that, I don't know. It's like, yeah, like a choke, like a choking point. And sometimes when you walk into a house, you feel like happy, like, fuck, this is great right here. It's a happy home, you know, but in certain places you do, um, it's happened where like I've heard things or stuff happens and I talk um, when, you know, the, the, I work in a fancy area, like in the West side. Uh-huh. So they have housekeepers or they have the, the, the las gatas. Right. Uh-huh. And you know, when they see me do weird stuff, it's like, what happened? I'm like, well, no, I heard. She's like, yeah, it happens here a lot. You know, this place has things. I'm, I mean, ya me asustaron a mi, a mi cuñada or whatever. They no longer work with me because they can't handle it. I'm like, oh, all right, let me get the fuck out of here. You know, because I don't, I just don't. I, I'm, I'm a little bit better with it, but before it, I'd be in pinches of stone. Yeah. Oh fuck. I can attest. <laughs> but you're right. It is like it's like. Changing a channel, it's like you you tune into that frequency and and that shit's real. I mean, energy's real. Energy's real, and um, I think for all of us growing up Latino, uh-huh. they never our parents never talked to us about energy or no. whatever. We had no idea what it was, and now that we're here in this day and time, especially with all the white people and the hipsters and the yoga and the crystals and all that, like now we're starting to see, hey, there's a whole thing of energy which we call vibe or we call mood. Like you can feel someone's vibe, you can feel someone's mood. This this is all unspoken, the white elephant in the room, and it always has been that way. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to discover that there's actual communication between our energy fields as we go through in life. And, the, and that's just how it is. A lot of people have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you ever <laughs> felt like something like perfect, perfect example. Have you ever been driving in a car? then all of a sudden you feel like someone's staring at you mm-hmm. and you turn over and someone's staring at you. Yeah. That person just directed their energy at you. And for whatever reason, it got you to turn around and go look. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've been studying 
energy for a while. And I think I kind of got it figured out. Um, <laughs> and I realized that there's a lot of people out there that stuff just happens to them. Bad stuff happens to them all the time. It's just like, I used to be this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like just, you just have no idea what bad shit's happening to you all the time. Um, that's a energy. That's a frequency that you're running on for whatever oh, reason, shit. your environment, the people that you're around your home, even, uh, if your home is, um, unhappy, cluttered, dirty, that's an energy right there. That's mm -hmm. a frequency. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, uh, have some, that's constantly giving you drama in your life That's a frequency that you're picking up That you don't even need mm. um, And you have to figure out a way to get yourself away From all of these things By being proactive and knowing For me, my thing that I do every year Like before the year ends And before Chinese New Year Is I clean my whole house The walls, the borders of the floor um, I make a special solution of... Um, Usually like water, a little bit of bleach, and uh, I get these lavender drops, right? Lavender, in a sense, is cleansing. It's energy. You know, it's been known to be used by witches, right? Quote, unquote, witches. And it but keeps the mosquitoes away. It keeps the mosquitoes away, but the lavender is just so calming to your senses. It's like eucalyptus. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I have this done all over my house. Uh, I clean everything. I wash everything, and it creates a new energy. I reclean my energy every year from my oh, house um, and I feel that that has always made for a successful year for my very next year uh, the one year I didn't do it the one year I didn't do it was 2014 because I was so sick I was like I can't do it yeah and it 2015 was the worst year I've had in my life wow. worst Shit. worst and I recovered from that and in that I ended up finding a, a place I found sound baths. Have you guys ever heard of sound baths? Sound? Sound baths. So if you guys know my friend Paula, my friend Paula Baby or Paula Alvarez, that's who I'm always with. Um, we're into like trying to better ourselves and grow and we grow together. So we try to find stuff out and we started going to these sound baths. This lady, Arlene, um, you guys can follow at We Are Sacred Light on Instagram. Uh, Arlene is actually the wife of Guillermo, who owns Eastside Love Bar oh, uh, right there. Yeah. And um, but we met Arlene separately. I didn't even know that they were married or whatever. But she does these sound baths. It's like these different bowls. Uh, like I've of crystal. seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. And. And she runs these these very uh, like it's like a very therapeutic. And when you think sound bath, you think, oh, I got to take off my clothes. No. no, you're actually in a room and you lay down like you would in yoga. Very comfortable. And her mom also helps. Right. Like she does Reiki, which Reiki is like it yeah. cleans your energy. That's a whole other thing. But she does these sound baths. And when you first do them, if you've never done them, it feels so I can't even describe. But you start crying mm -hmm. like from just the release of. The way I can describe it is like, you know, when you have a car and you go get it maintained mm -hmm. or you get car maintenance on mm -hmm. it, that's the same thing with your body. Where do you go to get your body maintained? Where do you get your spirit, your inner thing that makes you work? Where do you get that maintained? I have no idea. You go get a sound bath because a sound bath, what it does is it tunes your frequency mm -hmm. inside of your body to align and run correctly. So when your frequency runs correctly and you're now on this clean channel... All the bad shit doesn't even hit you because you're on a clean channel. You're now on a different frequency. Mm -hmm. So all the mundane stuff that used to happen to you back in the day doesn't happen to you no more. And I've been trying to figure out 
you know, my life's pretty fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't gone to jail. You know, I haven't had anything really bad happen to me. Like what has changed? And I'm like the sound baths, the tuning of my frequency. Um, the tuning of my frequency also helps keep away people that shouldn't be in my life. That's a huge thing. Like when your frequency is in tune, you can really tell someone's vibe, like almost as easy as looking at them. Yeah. You can feel it like mm -hmm. that person's not a good person to hang out with. Um, I, I am very proactive of not hanging out with tweakers. I don't, you know, people, there's a lot of people that do Coke, you know, I've realized that for them, it's become the norm. They probably don't know how bad it is for them. It's going to be a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, bless them, whatever happens to people doing Coke, they think it's a good time. It is, but that good time ends up turning into a bad time eventually. And mm -hmm. that whole, the whole Coke and meth and all that, that's a whole other frequency. Yeah. That's a frequency yeah. of problems. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are attracted to that lifestyle. Cool. Go ahead. You know, but I've always said, you know, I don't want to do Coke unless it's in two places. And that's either in Las Vegas, Vegas or Marilyn Manson's house. Other than that, there's no reason for you to be doing mines and coke. No. Like it's just, it's just. It's a, good to have goals. It's it's good to have goals, right? But now yeah. we know why he doesn't want to go to Vegas. Man. Yeah, I avoid Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. No, no. You never been to Vegas? No, oh, to yeah. You don't, don't want to go? go? Why? No. I already know me. I know the devil in me. Ooh, it's in city for a reason. Yeah, I know the devil in me. I don't. I, I have a happy life. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be doing this bus tour that goes to fake Vegas. I think we're gonna oh. go to Morongo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we might. We're gonna be doing one of those. We've um, been to Morongo. Yeah. yeah, we've been to Morongo. Morongo's cool. It's like the fake Vegas. Yeah. You're gonna be they're back fun. tonight. <laughs> they're, they're fun. Yeah, those they're are fun. fun. We. I, I've been up to State Line uh -huh. uh, to the Buffalo Bills. I just never gone into Vegas. Like. But see, that's 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 what you were talking about, where you put it in your mind, like like he's already thinking that he knows himself. That it's gonna be, and yeah. so that's when stuff happens. That's what you're saying. It's a frequency when it's you, a when frequency. you say, and then you hear people all the time. I knew that shit was gonna happen because, because I you knew said it was gonna. You happen. said it was gonna happen exactly. You know, it's there's not much difference to being a witch than there is to saying the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You're setting that intention already. Yeah. What do you think witches were doing? When they were saying chats out of their mouth yeah. They were making shit happen with their mouth yeah. Everyone does that every day yeah. Unfortunately back in the day They were getting burnt You know <laughs> Because like Oh my god Los milagros que started. And it, it's not even that It's just You know when you when you study frequency and you study you know the things and they talk about manifestation The things mm -hmm. that come out of your mouth Are the things that are going to happen Yeah um, if I say, oh, my God, my dude's going to cheat on me with a black chick, he's going to cheat on you with a black chick, <laughs> and there's no coming back for That's happened to me. Yeah. Like, that's not even, Shit. you know, you may laugh, Personal but I'm fucking still bitter. <laughs> 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 you know me, wait. Been, I had to stop myself a few times there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, all right, I'll let that one go. Yeah, have, have you ever listened to binaural beats? I listen to binaural beats every night. That's yeah. what I sleep to. Yeah, that's I, what I do, too, yeah. I've been sleeping into binaural beats since October of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, something that I started trying to find on how to calm my mind and just kind of see like what this is about this. Because I started hearing about this frequency and I started hearing about this that you like... I started hearing the example of, you know, when you're in the Matrix. You know, you've seen the Matrix, mm -hmm. right? It's a documentary. What, the Matrix? <laughs> oh, it is. It's yeah. a documentary. Yeah. I high five. I like that. <laughs> it's a documentary. Um, 
when you plug in and you download into the matrix and they show everything that you can do, the binaural beat is the same thing when you're asleep and you play this, this, this noise, low level noise while you're sleeping and you don't know what's happening at nighttime, but it's doing something. And I know that it's doing something for me because I feel amazing when I wake up. Like I'll even do binaural beats for naps. They have those for naps. I mean, Tanya, th- there's a reason why infomercials are at night. It's it's when your brain is more susceptible to being brainwashed mm-hmm. and influenced. Mm-hmm. So the the moment where you feel sleepy, when you're about to doze off, that's when you're easily influenced by whatever frequency that you want to be. And that's why when you watch TV, they're trying to sell you this. They're trying because your your brain is more likely to buy it because you're in that vulnerable state to believe everything that's thrown at you. Shout out to QVC and all the points you guys give oh, me. <laughs> Shout out to HSN. <laughs> no, for well, I don't know if you remember, but back in the days, like after like ten o'clock, you used to have um like all the infomercials. But I remember the nine seven six um oh, yeah. commercials. And a lot of them, and it was a night, and now that you say them, I'm like, oh, because maybe, you know, during the daytime, there's a lot. But, like, no, you're more susceptible at night. Fuck. You're more, su- you're more susceptible at night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Night, nighttime is, uh, and when you're asleep, you're susceptible to so much because your brain is just doing so much while you're asleep. And you have so many thoughts. I think they say it's like 70,000 thoughts in a day is what you're processing that just, pew, 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 you're just thinking of different things. When you get to sleep, it's really hard to shut that down. Mm-hmm. Um, and by binaural beats i mean they do amazing things huh? like you can pick a binaural beat for anything yeah like you can pick a binaural beat for uh anxiety you can pick a medit uh, meditation for healing like to heal your cells and rejuvenate they have one for rejuvenation mm-hmm. um i love the rejuvenation one but i try not to do the same binaural beat every night mm-hmm. i try to switch them up into different things is this a nap or what is it or what do you get them from um they have it on youtube you can play it on youtube they have binaural you beats should. just type b-i-n-a-u-r-a-l beats and you'll see like it'll have like five. 20 hertz or it'll have like different frequencies that you're tuning into. Um, and, and it's trippy, but when you set this beat, um, try to do the whole thing because some are three hours, some are five, some are six, some are eight. Um, cause your body is going to that whole beat while you're asleep. And if you notice, you will wake up as soon as it's over. Like you'll just like you open your eyes and you'll be like, it ended like yeah. you're just like it's trippy huh yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. you come out of you kind of come out of a hypnosis but you have to you have to do it with headphones because what it is is each ear is throwing a frequency that your brain creates the vibration in their center so you can't just watch it on this and it's not going to do anything you have to have your brain put the two frequencies together and that's where you kind of meditate well, there's a specific on each channel there's a specific frequency oh, coming from each side so your brain puts it in the center and that's what gives it the vibration is there, oh. is there one that teaches me fucking Kung Fu, like in the Matrix? Nah. <laughs> Wake but, up all fucking ching- but, but It'll be the coordination fu. by Nairobi. <laughs> but, but you know what, Tanya? I stopped Ching- doing the YouTube stuff because there was plenty of times where I was fucking deep in it. And then I get a fucking commercial and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you know, you get those YouTube yeah. commercials. But I'm sure yeah. there's yeah. an app. I'm sure I that. use iDozer. You can use iDozer. I like iDozer because it gives you like... I mean, you know, I get the, the heroin ones and the shit like that because it puts you in the same kind of frequencies that are supposed to 
um, like trigger the receptors in your brain that that like heroin would like and stuff like that in case oh, you're going on. through like they have the serotonin dopamine yeah. binaural oh, beat uh huh they yeah. have I'm telling you they have it for every they even have a binaural beat like what was it make your ex think about you and have him call you in 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> <laughs> so there, there probably is beat. a kung fu one that's there, there probably is a kung fu shit, there is funny. a kung fu beat. no mom is um, you know it's funny you say I never knew. I know that you, they say, put it in your headphones. Mm -hmm. I play it on my YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like I have a TV that's directed to my smart TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the noise coming out of there and my room's quiet. Like everything's really quiet. So I have it down to maybe volume nine sometimes like really low. And I just have that mm, going in or sometimes I'll just have the iPad like facing the wall and have the noise coming out. And and it's in my room um, when I used to have uh, sleepovers (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and I, and I was seeing someone that, um, that was like really anxious and all that and was having a hard time sleeping. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know, let me set this and we'll go to sleep to it. And he fucking loves, like, he loves it. He's shit. using it with his other chick. No, shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's a binaural beats really, really calm you. I mean, oh, yeah, you're probably getting the effects from it. But if you want like the true effects, you have to do it with headphones. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I'm going to do it there. Because that makes sense, yeah. Because it's too different. If you really listen to it and you take one out, there's a different frequency that's coming in with both. So what, right. what it is is you're brain puts both frequencies together and that creates that mm, you know it's like the ohm it's the sound of vibration if i put in headphones tonight and i wake up with a million dollars i'll give you a hundred grand <laughs> <laughs> just give me a high five because they have binaural beats for what millionaire right yeah, make yeah. money oh, and this and that. ecstasy will give you an orgasm yeah hgh wake up wet dream binaural beat i'm just saying the junior high days you know what i did too tanya is i i bought a fucking big ass uh himalayan salt lamp oh i have you know what i have one of those yeah. what do they do they, they, <laughs> well, they, they clean the energy and the frequency that comes out of the tvs all that negative shit that comes out of the electronics there's frequencies that come out of that stuff it's good to um it cleans like uh it, it gives you less dust all around better fucking sleeping like it just it just does a lot I of have things. one plug I it have in one. plug it in I have one Tanya. Jimmy Jimmy James gave it to me yeah those it are was great from our, it those was from our, our lockout so and con- it's like this big it's huge it's like no humongous. shit fuck mine's is, mine's is probably like this big but it, you know I, I did that in conjunction with I was telling these guys that I started sleeping with tape in my mouth tape how like just taping my mouth with surgical tape because I, I'm a I was a mouth breeder I would, I would breathe with my mouth open. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, you're breathing? <laughs> you're breathing. I'm over here on how I yeah. picture myself yeah. off. <laughs> so, so, yeah, these guys laugh. Yeah. But, no, no, no. But, I, but, I, but, um, but I what it was is that um, I, I started realizing that I read this book called The Oxygen Advantage. And it talked about how when we, when we have stress and, and we breathe with our mouths, like our mouths are open, we're, we're bringing in more air into our lungs that that's adding to the stress factor because we're, we're creating that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So if we're stressed, we breathe with our mouths, we're, we're bringing in more oxygen to our lungs than it's needed. And that's creating more stress in your life. So in that book, I learned how to just keep my mouth shut unless I'm talking or I'm eating. So I, I've been really working on that. So at night, I noticed that for my whole fucking life, I, I slept with my mouth open. So what it is, I, I bought surgical tape that I that I put over my mouth, and that's promoting more nose breathing, and that fucking changed everything for me. I wake up feeling fucking refreshed, like if I got a good night's sleep, 
And um, it just changed everything for me. <laughs> I fucking watch you guys wake up like three days from now. Fuck, where's Tanya? Fucking they find me. Fucking mouth to my tape. Foul play. And he's lost that. Live for Channel 5 News. The podcast comes out. They're like, Esteban did it. Yeah, it was him. The fucking... It was him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to live on the dark side. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Jesus! Yeah. The artist that I got dark quickly. This, yeah, this got dark quickly. The artist yeah. that just put out Sancha Day has been found dead in East Los Angeles. Oh, breaking news! She was just taking a nap with tape in her mouth. <laughs> Looks like she was, they're trying to take her hostage, right? Police describe a viejita that came in with an axe. Yeah. Uh, a fisherman that witnessed the whole thing said she was having a good time before. And all he met her and in all the that was, and all that was on site was El Jardinero that had this to say. No, pues, era una buena patroncita esta. Siempre me pagaba en dinero y nalga. Era mi, era mi uh, favorita. ¿Cómo la voy a extrañar? Por amor a Dios. Por amor a Dios. ¿Cómo? No somos nada. No es justo. Maldición. ¿Por qué, Dios mío? ¿Por qué? ¿Qué, ¿Qué horror? La reina de las I had nothing to do with those guys. That's fucking They're just funny. passing information. Yeah, just yeah. passing information. <laughs> Damn, tip up your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds weird, but it fucking helps. Well, I, I use a, I have to use, I got a sleep apnea, so I got to use a, the, the CPAP machine. My ex-husband used to use that. Mm-hmm. And I, the way I dealt with it, it's like I'm fucking Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's, there's your, your binaural, binaural beats. Binaural. That's, that's, binaural. You can't use them until like you can a, pronounce it right. That sounds like an infection, bro. Dude, it sounds like a sandwich. Binaural. You got binaural disease, a bro. Binaural. Yeah, it does sound what like you call an infection. It? I, I should have written You need some ointment for that, bro. <laughs> but, binaural. The, the gold binarial. bar is not going to fit. Binarial. 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 binarial disease, bro. <laughs> that's that fucking Pisa yeah, accent. That's because you don't pee after sex, but you got that binarial <laughs> shit. <laughs> Take some cranberry. <laughs> Take some cranberry. <laughs> 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 the binarial. The Vicks. The Vicks. For the Vicks. That's a madre. I got the white noise going already because of the... the sh- I don't think that's what they mean, bro. It's not the same, bro. It's not the, yeah. yeah. It's relaxing. Fuck, dude. I mean, it forces you to sleep with your mouth closed. I got the one that just, uh, the, the nose pillows. I don't have the whole face one. I felt like I was suffocating with the, the whole thing. So I got the one for the nostrils, and it forces you to keep your mouth closed. So it's like, yeah, because they're fucking blowing all that air in your yeah. face. Right way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you open it. the mouth and you feel like you're you're, you're like yeah. you're free falling or something yeah. like. <gasps> yeah. So you're <laughs> <laughs> you have to sleep like this. Ostrenido and shit. Está sufriendo, está tapado el pobre. You wake up looking like a Sharpay. He did say he has a disease. You gotta pee after sex, bro. <laughs> I want you getting that binaural fucking beats. Don't want that way. That's what happens. Uh, you live life on the edge. Right away. Sounds like it, bro. You live in a crazy life, bro. Living his best life. <laughs> so I'm assuming that that's like you said. I was gonna ask you um, because you know, based on your story that you're telling us, it seems like everything's like coming 
you're always at the right moment. You're always reading the right people. And it makes sense. I was going to ask you, is there anything that you're doing to, to kind of facilitate that? And, and those, those bowls that you're talking about, I'm, I'm sure that's really helping you. That part, mm-hmm. it, it's really helping me a lot. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I'm an Olympic athlete and I've been training for this all my life yeah. to get to this point, figure myself out, figure out what life means, what we mean to it, what we're here to do. Uh, it's been a, a just a just a trying to figure myself out kind of moment. And mm. with all the skills that I know and to get to this point, to be like, this is what I want to do yeah. is to me, I'm happy. My mom couldn't even be happier. Like my mom's never like, like my parents are so proud that I'm that I do stand up. That's awesome. And my mom's so proud that I'm doing these songs and putting these songs together and doing it. And, you know, and and she'll be like, Pon esta canción o qué pasó? ¿Por qué no usas Teresita de los Caminantes? You know, or una de los Yonics. Yeah, and she'll like bust out, usa esta, and you know, and um, Petalo y Spin. <laughs> <laughs> we even did one. She helped me with one. Um, um, El Rey for Vicente Fernandez, uh, but I did the Mana live version. No shit. Yeah, so we, me and my mom, helped me write that one down. Um, that was a few years ago, and that's I think awesome. that's one I'm probably gonna record this year and put it out because oh, it's really funny. Yeah. Oh, and shit. it's just, yeah, I feel like I've been preparing to get to this point. And a lot that happens when you're at that bridge that you're going to be successful, mm. like you're at that point, mm. uh, you lose a lot of people. Yeah, You lose a lot of people. Your frequency be bouncing people off <laughs> left and right. Because when you ask yeah, around, when you ask around... Ain't no one can say bad shit about me. Yeah. I try to help everybody out. I'm not fucking greedy. If yeah. you come in, if I come into your life, it's for a reason. And I'm meant to be there for something, to help you out, to give what I've learned to for whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm the one that can be there to be like, whatever it is that you believe in doing, do it because you can do it because awesome. I'm doing it. Like that's my vibe. When you have someone fucking getting pissed off at me or talking shit about me. And there's a few that I can count on my hand right now. <laughs> and you know who you fucking are. You fucking retard. Like, <laughs> oh shit. Damn. Hey, oh, I, mean, you. I shouldn't use that word. Uh, but you know what? Artard. 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 My bad. Artard. Artard's a little bit more neutral. Yeah. Artard. Artard. My apologies. Artard. That's a good one. Artard. Yeah. I'll use Artard. Like, like if if we bump heads, yeah. it's because something's happening within you exactly, that yeah. you're not fucking doing. Yep. And you're fucking pissed off that I'm doing it. Mm. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So whatever Jealousy. it is that you want to fucking talk shit. If you ever hear someone talk shit about me, you fucking need to stop. And you need to ask what happened. Yeah. It will always be a what happened because you can hear them talking shit about me. But come ask me what happened. Mm. And, you know, because I will call you fucking out like a <laughs> motherfucker. I will be that white lady. I will do that Facebook post about you. <laughs> and I haven't had to do it in a long time. <laughs> and the last one that I did, the last one that I did stayed for ever like a bad credit report on this <laughs> oh, person shit, yeah. because i called them out on fucking everything and everyone popped up oh my god he does that to me he's been no, doing shit. that and there was like people coming out of the oh, woodworks shit. and it was like i just fucking just blanketed this person nice. and i left it like that and i don't 
I don't like getting into confrontation because that's a whole bad vibe. That's mm-hmm. a frequency vibe mm-hmm. that fucking really puts you down to another level. Now you have like static and yeah. this bad feeling. I like to dismiss it mm-hmm. and I like to keep going with what I'm doing mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, whatever they're fucking pissed off about has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Yeah. And I know that like yeah. for a fact. So that's that's how I just sometimes I just like to be at home by myself, you yeah. know, doing my thing, being out there, people, this and that, what they're going through. It just rubs off a, a bad vibe. Mm. That's good. That's awesome. I feel like I got to go to your Facebook and I got to see who this was. Yeah, see some cheese, man. Yeah, go for it. You got to go back a few Did you put them on on blast? Like Like their name? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Screenshots and everything of the fucking messenger (laughs) going on on the side at fucking all of two in the morning. Fuck yeah. One, two in the morning fucking hitting me up. And this is sober, right? Supposedly he's fucking sober. Oh. And he's fucking acting like that. Like, yeah. Like, and you know, and yeah, the other person I had beef with uh, as of a few months ago is also sober, you know, but it's like, okay, you know what? Why don't you have your fucking wife call me? You know, we need to have a talk about what you really do when you're out working or what you're trying to do. And of course, this person blocked me. They went and told their wife, quien sabe que fucking, you know. But yeah. I know, I know you opened up a fake account. I know you're watching me. I know who you are. Like, and it's all, and it's all good. And people ask me what happened to to you guys, and I'll tell them straight out, like you know, this, 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 and they're like, oh. So, but I don't like to be in that space mm-hmm. yeah. again. But you know, shit happens. You just don't let it. You you don't give them a pass. That's it. You don't fall for bullshit. You won't. Get stuck on it, but you just don't give them a pass either. No, I don't okay. give up. I don't, I don't, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to deal with it. Like, it's just better to not deal with it. You know, growing up in La Puente, you're taught to react and you're taught to be a fuck that and this and that and fuck you. You don't I fucking know like, this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm good. You know what I mean? That was from my twenties. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm now at a different point in my life where I'm like, eh, you learn to pick your battles yeah. and there's just some stuff that you just don't, don't got to deal with. So, you know, I don't deal with inconsistent people. Um, I don't deal with people that are always having problems within their life. Like that's like, or like someone that always comes in a very altered state, like a fucking sketchy state. Like you, I'm just like, whoa, this is, this is not good with my chai tea latte this morning. I'm going to have to, I have to step away from you. I'm going to have to plug in that, that, that lamp more. And and by no means am I saying, oh, I'm better than you. No. No, I'm just saying I need to protect my sanity and my peace and quiet and I need to step over here yeah and um a lot of my friends that are around me they know my vibe they try to operate in the same way they see that my way is working because it's it's shows so they want to take on that vibe and bring more love and bring more participation they want to bring more teamwork to the table everybody wants to come together and we've been working on a community of like-minded people that are coming as latinos to work together and the people that can't work together we already know why they have their problems and they're not going to be with us and that's cool and you know and it's a I think where we're going to grow together. Uh, we, we're in the position where we're the Latino entertainment that can keep going to leave a legacy behind for this generation of us. Uh, everybody that you see us working together, you see that we're, and it's not a coincidence that you see this person with this comedian and this person. We're all openly talking about it of, hey, let's all try to get together. Let's all yeah. try to unite. And the people that don't want to unite, 
that's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. I hope that fucking Instagram doesn't fucking crash, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day yeah. you're fucking a nobody again, yeah. you know? But we we are definitely doing stuff to leave a legacy behind. Yeah. And it's, it's just a small community that to bring your bridges in a small community like that, I mean, you're, you're definitely... You, you either have ego that that's big that you say you don't need your, your, your peers, but... I mean, fuck, dude, that's, that's fucking suicide. No, you need a village. Yeah. You can't do this alone. That's you how we're wired. You need to build a team. That's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're wired to all work together. Yeah. Uh, but there's been such a focus on individuality, which is great. But when you're trying to complete big projects, you need a team yeah. of like-minded people that want to be happy, be creative, be in a good working space, and be positive. Mm-hmm. Um I think for for the years and the times that have gone by, you've seen things that don't work out, and it's usually like a wrench in the in the socket somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, and it's and we try to avoid that by filtering that out by working with dependable, consistent people mm-hmm. that are going to be there. They're going to show up when they say they're going to show up. Um, not me, of course, today. No, no, no. <laughs> no we we talked about this. We, we had talk- Saturday morning. Yeah, we oh, talked yeah, about that it. That was like yeah. When you were telling me, it's kind of like how I'm afraid. I'm like, yeah. Unfortunately, we like we we do the nine to five. So and I get. That and, yeah. and then this morning when I woke up, yeah, it like, was so shit. funny. I woke up right like seven thirty. I'm like snooze. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, fuck. It feels like when I used to have to work nine to five, and I used to have to come in that one fucking Saturday. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta get up. I'm oh. like, fucking shower, and then I'm driving right, and then I hit traffic. I'm like, fuck. It's just like fucking nine to five all over again. And fuck then these I'm, guys. No, I don't know no, no. gonna cancel. No, I was smiling in my head. And laughing at the comparison of like, haha, it's Saturday, you're going out to do an interview and as opposed to having to go clock in somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was and it was the laughter of it, mm. especially when I was driving up. <laughs> and I made a right. I'm like, fuck, it's like a carpet building all over again. <laughs> it's a corporate setting. Right yeah. Look at all the suites. Yeah. I was when you, you remember when I when I drove and I had the yeah. big smile on my yeah, face? Yeah, you were laughing on my face. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like oh, I was like, sorry, I'm late, boss. There was traffic on the six no, no. <laughs> Trying to get it started raining. There was a dead body on late. <laughs> like, you come up with all the excuses. My dog ate my key card. Yeah. Like <laughs> They always Poor get dogs, right? <laughs> all they want is treats. Pinches perros. Pinches perros. Chuchos. No, but we, we're all very consistent in showing up, being there, being there for each other. Uh, a huge one of mine that I love, and, you know, I'm hers too, is Karina Luna. Uh, Karina Luna is pioneering for all of us in the entertainment industry. She's a super smart woman. She just graduated from film school with a major in business entertainment and film, and she's doing stuff to bring the community together. She just did an event here in San Gabriel Valley, West Co- uh, Covina, West Covina, where she brought all like the different companies that are from the area and we did a network mixer she did it and she oh put it yeah i just saw that you just put that up uh, what was the acronym on that uh, right away it was pretty catchy too uh uh, I'm SGV event was like Craft Hill Network Mixer some, yeah. Something like that um, Yeah she hired comedians So she's putting money in the pockets of, of comedians Right She's also bringing in people To get to know each other Network together uh, It was an amazing event It was very successful There was like I think like 70 people 
in that spot on a you know on a thursday that's like wow that's yeah, big that's yeah. big so it was it was a great so she's doing so many amazing things and i love working with her whenever she calls me for anything i'm there like whatever you need mm-hmm. me for uh stand in her place uh, whatever is like that day um she got called to set she got wrote into the BET, uh, the family business, you know, with Yadi Rivera and Emilio Rivera. So they made mm. her film. They called her to film that day. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God. Like, because I was already going to go to the show. And I'm like, if you need anything, let me know. So I ended up uh, standing in her place, like taking care of the contracts, checking people in or overseeing the check in, uh, paying the comics at the end. And, you know, it was no big deal. But she was so thankful that she didn't have to stress. She got there in time for the event. Um so we're doing things like this, like the music video, for instance. The music video is a perfect example. It was definitely something to get all of these comedians in one thing. And that's what my editor said. He goes, you know, the fact that you got all of these people in there is a lot. This is good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, tor- the torta shot? Yeah. That was Jesus. <laughs> you have no idea how hard scheduling it was to try to get him and get it and get him there. It was the last shot that I needed the day before editing was to end. Wow. And if I didn't have that shot and I knew in my heart I needed that shot and he made it there. Like he put the effort in and we all talk about it. We need to do more of these. We need to do more of these because... When we think about in marketing and in terms of reaching all of these people, there's so many people out in the world. And I think that because I've been in this bubble, I've never really thought about it that way. Like, God, there's so many people out there that want comedy. When I think about marketing now, I don't think about marketing to this fucking hater comic that fucking runs an open mic that's all fucking bitter. Mm. I'm going beyond that. I'm going to all his fucking neighbors on the street that fucking hate him too. You know? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going like further and I'm thinking about in that further reach of how to reach all of these different people and especially Latinos. That's how they toppled the Aztecs. Huh? I know, right? That's how they toppled the Aztecs. How? The, the Spaniards literally went, went to, to the, all the haters. The Mayans, everybody that the hated Incas. the fucking Aztecs because yeah. they conquered them. And they fucking they, the Spanish use like our own people like against us. Yeah, that's smart. Well, yeah, I they, mean, they I'm, went they went to all the haters because I'm, I'm not trying to Nazi out on marketing. If that's what <laughs> you're trying know, right? to say, oh, <laughs> he's got arch. a Nazi marketing scheme that's gold. Fantastic, not Nazis. Genius, really back, really bad. Chingas, bro. Tanya, stay with the script. Why stay quiet? Tanya, what's uh what's in the future for Smurf? Uh, Animal Kingdom Yes Oh god Well uh, Did you guys see The end of season 4 It's on TNT right Yeah I don't have that 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 subscription To that channel But I have seen clips I'll look for it But um, Have you seen Amazon Do you have Amazon Prime Yes I do It's on that So um, Animal Kingdom Usually releases On Amazon Prime For free Usually the April Before the season starts okay. in uh, in May because usually they release the new season in May, uh, and I found that they always release it in April and okay. they make it free, so they get it pumped up for you to watch the season mm-hmm. for free, and then, and then you'll want to see the next season. Okay, so we finished season four last year, uh, and then now they're on to season five. 
So you have to watch Watch. season four because I don't know if, because there's people that wait for Amazon Prime for it to hit in April because they're like, Mm -hmm. fuck it, I ain't paying $2.99 an episode, eh? (laughs) And they'll wait, like myself. I'm like, I'm not paying. (laughs) You're on (laughs) it. I'm on it. I'm like, hey, but everybody else on the crew, I've heard them too over the years. They're like, hey, they're like, Animal Kingdom comes out on Amazon Prime (laughs) next week. And they're like, I've been waiting. (laughs) 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 I hear them. I'm like, oh, Oh yeah, that's a thing. For, for our <laughs> listeners, would you describe yeah, Smurf? What's, Smurf. Yeah. In real life or, or in just a, a character like Okay, Smurf. Smurf is this lady that has done a life of crime that you can't even imagine because you get to the point and you see her as a grandma and she has all these beautiful sons that, you know, she takes care of and they go and they commit crimes. And she's waiting for them at home with a fresh baked pie and like plates, knowing that if they make it home, they've made it home safe. They've made it home with the money. And now they all get to share pie, which if you think about sharing pie, it's like sharing the pot of all the money that they're bringing in. So she's trading in pie for pie. Mm. Um, And she is ruthless you would think as you watch the show that she would be more motherly mm-hmm. and but there's that that streak that you don't know what's there and as you see the show develop all the years that go and how her character truly is you're like this fucking lady's a fucking monster <laughs> but when you get to season 3 and they show you what she was like or I think it's season 4 where they show you I think season 4 mm-hmm. where they show you what she was like as a teenager and what she had to go through to get to this point, you fucking are like, fuck, yeah, Smurf, fuck them <laughs> up. Like, then you stand behind her and you're it's it's an amazing show. It was actually done off of a show in Australia um, and it was a movie and they adapted this and made it a series in, oh, in the United States. Um, and it's a, it's a trippy, it's a trippy white people, sons of anarchy. It's like oh, what shit. I can call it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a, and, and I always wanted to be in sons of anarchy. I always wanted <laughs> to work, to work on. So that was my, I always wanted to be like on something like that. Um, like our own Mayans. Um, but I ended up getting animal kingdom and that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I wanted to be with the Raza, but the white people called me. So uh, I, I went with it. Gotta, yeah. gotta pay the bills. Gotta pay the, yeah. Yeah. Gotta pay the bills. <laughs> I always wanted to be like the Ramon right hand of um, um, uh, Alvarez or, or Emilio Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to be the right hand. Like, you know, just fucking, I don't even have to have a line. I just wanted to be there. a Mayan. Yeah. cafecito? Yeah. Like, I know, bro. You got to start boss. small. No, no, yeah. I just yeah, wanted you, to. You could be taco man number two and then you can work your way up. You know. <laughs> then you that, get your patch of it. The story like this happened for um, a friend of mine that I've known since 2007. And he's now a Mayan. He's one of the Mayans. No shit. And he started off as um, a gangster that went to jail and then ended up going to Homeboy Industries. No shit. And he started working at the Panaderia. Wait a minute. Is that Coco? Uh, Mr. What's his name? Uh, the character Coco? Uh, no, I don't know what his oh. character name is on there. I, why is he a baker on the show? <laughs> they show him some. Yeah. I, all right. Continue. Maybe I... I 
Thanks. I jumped ahead. Thanks. Sorry. But his name his name is Anthony Keys. You guys know him. He's like Key Meals 13 or something on Instagram. I think, I think uh, we've you seen know him. Anthony yeah. Keys. He's like fully tatted everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he uh, started out in uh, Homeboy Industries, and I hadn't seen him. I hadn't seen him in a few years. He makes the best fucking choco flan. Oh my god, this dude can fucking cook. Oh my fucking choco god, flan. he can cook, dude. He has a recipe for choco flan where it's flan and chocolate cake at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And he and if you want the recipe, I think starting price is ten thousand dollars. No oh, shit. No, fu- dude, wait till you fucking order a choco flan from him, and you have to pay. Yeah, hey, shit. these titties don't get free fucking choco <laughs> flans. <laughs> I still have to pay. And he's a hu- he fuck now that motherfucker hustles. He's a hustler. He hustles. You know what he does every year? Every year he fucking goes somewhere up north and he gets fucking Christmas trees and he's delivering Christmas trees all through the fucking season oh, and fucking shit. makes that fucking money. That's he awesome. fucking sells flowers during Valentine's. He has like five daughters that he's raising. No shit. He's fucking bad. That's a badass cholo right That's there. That's a hustle right that, there. He's bro. a hustler. And he's like, and he looks so good in his Mayan thing. Like when we first started talking again, he sent me um he sent me a picture of him, right? And I saw like uh, it looked like gabinetes in the back, and I was all, "Ooh, look at you all dressed up for the gym, right?" <laughs> and no, get closer. He's got a. Ma- I'm like, "What are you doing with that?" He's like, "I'm one of the Mayans," and I'm like, "Oh, I wouldn't know. I'm waiting for it to come out on Amazon Prime." <laughs> uh, <laughs> for free, <laughs> for free. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting for it yeah. to come out. But but yeah, he's one of the Mayans, and he never started off as an actor, but now he's doing it, and he's in there, and he's beautiful, and he looks good. Like, what was the name there. of the the guest we have from the streets to the set? Yeah, that Berenice. Uh, Berenice. Yeah, we had a guest one time that we met at the Montebello Art Walk. Um, um, Ma- so. Ma- Art Fest. Art and, and, and she she that's what she does. She takes like the homies and. It's funny because when she said homies, we thought we were like the little homies. So like, oh, she's, she's a homie collector. And we kind of made a joke about it. But she takes them and puts them in the set. So she's kind of like the, the middle kind of uh, broker, I guess. And then she that's her hustle. Man. She takes people from the streets and puts them in the set. And it's funny because earlier you mentioned like uh, something that reminded me of her because she said that when she first started in, in the industry, uh, people were amazed, like like the white folks that were into that scene. They were like, "Dude, how did you get all these cholos here at six a.m.?" And she's like, "Well, they fucking she's pretty tough on them, she's you know. Tough yeah, she's she's she's, str- she's strict, but she's fair. She only gives them one chance." Yeah, it, it the entertainment industry is a one chance yeah. type of type of business. Is you she, fuck up that one time, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. No, but she takes They're, it. She's 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 tough on them, man. That's yeah. good because they have to be there on time. Like yeah. they have to be. Like, you know, if you want to you want to be an actor, you have to start knowing how to get there 15 minutes to 30 minutes yeah, early. Just, yeah. Like then the time that they give you and you know when you're first starting out, they'll give you four 5 a.m. call times and your ass better be there. And if you're not, trust there's someone else on that list that'll yeah. take your spot. Yeah, she was sure. saying like if, if don't she tells them like don't even if you're going to call me you're going to be late, don't come. Yeah. Don't I'm even not, call. I'm not waiting for you. Mhm. Yeah. So, so they will be there. They will be. That's good though, because that that inerts discipline into them, and mm-hmm. to know that they need to be there, and and it will carry on forever for them to be on set and be on time. Like Noel G, do you know what Noel yeah. G does to be on set? Mm-hmm. He will fucking go and park on the fucking side of the street if he has to, 
and fucking set his alarm like 40 minutes before he has to be and fucking rolls oh, up. If he, if he, if they don't get him a hotel, like that's how he started out is he would to be there on time. He'd fucking drive over there and he'd fucking wait. Yeah. And that's sometimes how that, you got to do it. That's how he became the everyman Cholo. <laughs> that's how, that's how I learned too. Like mm -hmm. if I have to fucking be somewhere, I've got my pillow and I've got my blanket. And if I have to, I'll fucking go to sleep in my car. I don't give a fuck. It's the perfect Airbnb. You know, yeah. I got my weed right there. I can turn on the heater It's electric I'm not gonna die You know like <laughs> It's good And I'll and I'll do that Yeah I mean I, I was listening to uh, We talked about it I think mm -hmm. the last episode last week, no? where I was mm -hmm. listening to Gabriel Iglesias On the, the Coco Diaz mm -hmm. Podcast mm -hmm. And he, that was what, what he was talking about Is what are you fucking Willing to sacrifice He's like When my mom was fucking buried I was doing a set Like he's like I tell comics all the time Hey come on the road with me And they're like Oh but it's my son's Fucking birth And I'm like So you don't want to sacrifice it You don't want this It's what you want to sacrifice to achieve that dream. I'm willing to sacrifice everything. Mm. And I'm willing to do whatever the fuck it takes. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I realized that people's opinions are a fucking dime a dozen. And everybody fucking like an asshole, they all have an opinion. They all want to talk about what you're doing. But they don't want to look at what they're doing. They yeah. want to talk shit about what you're doing. And I realized that, you know, I can go in there and forget the feeling of fear. That's what I felt before doing this, this, uh, focusing on the songs. It was like, I have fear. I have fear of looking stupid. I have fear that they're going to be like, this was a crappy job. I had all of these fears and I had to take all those fears away and be like, I don't give a fuck. I will go in there and you know, con todas ganas. it's funny to me. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, I don't, I, um, when I say I don't give a fuck, what I mean by that is, I know what I'm doing and what my boundary lines are. Mm. Like I know, I know how to not disrespect people. I know how to walk with respect. I know how to stay in my lane, but in those parameters, I'm going to take that mindset of just not being fearful at all anymore. Cause I've had it a lot in my life. Um, one of the greatest compliments my, my Lucha boss gave me, uh, Miss Rita, she goes, you know, there's something about you. It's just, You're so fearless. Like we see you as so fearless. And I I never saw it that way. It's like, fuck, you have no idea how fucking scared I am inside. You know, yeah. you, you always worry about that. But I feel as I come into my own and I realize when I'm at home working on my stuff, everybody's opinions or what they're saying shouldn't even matter to me. Mm -hmm. And I and I try to to go with that. That's awesome. It's it's hard, but you know, and it is, it is, he's, he's right. Fluffy talking about, it's a sacrifice. What are mm. you willing to do? Uh, anything, whatever, whatever it takes. And for me right now, what am I at? I'm at 20 days, no alcohol. I quit drinking and, and not a, not a lot. Of, thank you. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people know. Um, it was something I decided to do because I was looking at, well, I was working on the song in January mm. and I was still drinking. I was like, fuck, this is really hard, you know, but it's really hard when you're fucking drinking. <laughs> um, I realized too, that when I drink, um, I didn't pay attention to this, but I started losing my eyesight. I start going oh, a shit. little bit, uh, blurry. Mm -hmm. I can't see. Um, and it was kind of funny because, you know, I'd be, you know, Hey, you know, I'm going to drink or whatever. I'm going to go home and I'm going to work on this. And I fucking try to look at it and I'm like, I can't fucking see. And then I'm like, well, I'm just going to go lay down and watch some Netflix. Right. And then I'd fucking lay down and watch Netflix and I'd fucking try to look and I can't see. Oh, shit. And then fucking before you know it, it's like a fucking audio book. I'm just staring <laughs> up at the fucking sky and I'm just like, I can't. And then I'd wake up and I could kind of see better again. And 
I was just like, you know what? Enough's enough. Like I just, maybe I should just stop drinking and just spend that time that I would spend drinking and spend it doing songs because I need my brain to come up with these words and mm. come up with what I'm going to do. And I realized that alcohol keeps me from doing that. Um, everywhere we go, there's always a party. There's always an open bar. As a comedian, you get drink tickets. You're drinking all the time. And <laughs> la cita, and la cita, I'm coming in to pick up my check. I'm picking up a Corona too. You know, like it's just, you know, oh, and of course, of course we got to have a shot. Okay, mm. we'll have two. You know, yeah. before you know yeah. it, you know, I'm just kind of like, I'm buzzing. It feels good, but it all adds up and it adds up. And then when you got to wake up early the next morning or you got to wake up thinking right and your fucking head's hurting, I just, just decided maybe I should just stop and see where this can take me not drinking mm. i'll smoke the fuck out my weed though yeah. but for like not drinking that's for me that's a sacrifice yeah not not just stopping and trying to get through this whole detox of it all yeah. that part is sucky plus it's, it's a very competitive field and something that we have to consider is if i'm getting trash that's keeping me from writing there's a motherfucker that wants my spot that's not drinking that's fucking eating healthy that's working out, that's fucking really focusing on being optimal as far as writing shit. And I'm over here doing this. How far more ahead is that person going to get from me? And if, if you really want this, you have to be able to compete with these fucking people that are doing things that are furthering themselves from you, you know? That's where I'm at. And I'm looking at it in that way, too. Like, if I want to really get in this and I want to get in this competition, like I need to get serious. And to me, getting serious is cutting the drinking, the partying, the being out, the being out late. Um, I'm still in that going into a new habit. You know, it takes three weeks to build a, a new habit. Mm-hmm. And I'm at 20 and I feel pretty changed up, you know, like I try to get myself out of the house in the day, go do what I need to do, work out. Uh, and then I try to be home at night and just try to plug away at my stuff. Um, right now I'm like reconciling my last two years mm. of, uh, for Texas. No uh, shit. yeah. Exciting shit, shit. you know, shit. um, but as an artist and having an LLC, I have all these deductions available yeah. to me now nice. that I never had before. So I'm going to take advantage of them. Like, did you know that I could write off makeup and clothes yeah. and shoes mm. and yeah. basically all the stuff that I use to film? I get to write all that off. I get to write off the money for my housekeeper, the money for my assistant, the money for my editors. Like I get to write all this stuff off. So I'm doing this hard. I made, I made my own Excel spreadsheet. Um, I guess you didn't know this, but you know how I work nine to five. Mm -hmm. I used to be a forensic accountant. So I used to, uh, I used to work for profit and nonprofit companies. Um, one of my jobs was Hello Kitty corporate. So I worked at Hello Kitty corporate. I also worked for the music center, uh, out there, uh, which is in conjunction with the LA opera house, the Walt Disney concert hall, the Amundsen theater. I did accounting there. I did accounting at a place called home, which is where Tiffany Haddish went for, uh, cause you know, she was an orphan and there was an after school yeah. program and I wasn't there when she was doing it, but I was like doing their checks for their scholarships and reconciling where the money went that they donated. So I knew how to account for people's money, but I never did it for myself. And <laughs> you get into this service industry where you're like, well, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? And I realized 
I don't really want to fucking trust people with my information, like all my stuff that I'm spending money on, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want people to know about my porn habit, yeah. you know? That's yeah. my business. Yeah. I'm just kidding. There's yeah, no porn yeah. habit. Yeah. <laughs> my fans mm-hmm. only use subscriptions. My fans, yeah. Like, I don't even know account one for my, you know? So I, so I, um, so I decided that I'm just going to figure it out myself. And that's where I've been spending my time and my mind to get into the habit of let me get down to business and do what I need to do and, yeah. and trying to do that that way and organize everything. Like I have an Excel spreadsheet right now with all the songs that I love that we've grown up with. And with that, I have a whole sheet with all the topics that I want to talk about. And it's oh, like shit. spread out like in order of is the lyrics done? Are you going to use a band? What day are you going to record? When are you doing who's in the music video? Da da da. I'm like all the way down. Like I have because I know what I did for this one song, and I'm gonna apply the same formula to every song. Yeah. And so, like each song is now gonna have a shirt, mm. like a loteria, like yeah. a loteria shirt or yeah. loteria card. Yeah. Uh, and then when we have twelve, it's going to be uh, we're gonna sell it as a game set, a loteria oh, that's game cool. set. Yeah, that's a good so idea. if you want to collect, if you buy each shirt and you collect each shirt, you automatically get a free a free game set nice. on the twelve hits. So we're we're working on that. That's and, that's a good thing, man. That's awesome. I mean, we dude, this guy. I mean, he hasn't said it because he's being pretty humble, but he also has that where he can write parody songs. Oh, we got songs. we got like we did twenty of them already. Of, really? We used the to show. do them all the time. Uh, our, our, when we started the episode, uh-huh. we would transcribe those into like parody. And I told him like a couple of weeks. Ago, I'm like, dude, we should start doing that again because yeah. people really enjoyed it. I got a couple of songs. The only thing is, I, I wanna <clears throat> I wanna do. We got from what did we got from the Violet Femmes to the Smiths Johnny to Richie Valens, Johnny Cash. We did Rock in Espanol. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, so the stereo and so there's a lot of them. So when a song, when I hear like when you were describing that, you heard the song and all of a sudden it's just it came on. Um, that's how I felt not too long ago. Um, just for fun, I did a, a parody song for another podcast, mm-hmm. the Astafalas, and that one is just like I heard the song is El Tri. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know El Tri, is Spanish rock, mm-hmm. uh, Triste Canción de Amor. When I heard that one, all of a sudden it was just the words started dropping in my mind. I'm on, like and I and I've always how you say you always change the song mm-hmm. or you change the lyric or you make it funny. That's always been easy to me. Yeah. The, you got to tweak here and there. And sometimes, you know, people will shame me. i like, you know what? That would actually work too, you know? And yeah, it's just, um, I have fun with it. I really love it. I just don't know. I don't have what you have. I don't know how to sing. I have a terrible voice. No, but he's got the Chicano. Yeah. He's got, he's I do the, the I do the deep voice like uh, the the Cheech Mexican American. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll do that. Cover up the fucking yeah. Um, no tune in in and maybe we can collaborate on something okay. like a song like you know if you want to help me write a song that yeah. would be dope. Um, Let me know. And, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. if you have a chance, I mean, if you go to our episodes, you'll see that like I think uh, the Vato Viol- uh, I forget which one it is, but from the Vatos Violentos that that episode that title. From there on, we have like twenty uh, like twenty episodes, and you'll you, we do the songs at the intro, so you'll listen to it and like oh shit. They're, they're, the first one's like, you know, we had fun with it. But then um, as we went along and it's all the time, like, dude, you got to do the choppy voice. Stop trying to imitate. Because you would try to sing like the singer. Yeah, like, like, you don't have a singing voice. <laughs> that's the hard, you know, that's the, that's the hard out. part. Um, and in and, and that, like, is like, fuck, how am I going to sound? Yeah. Like, that's the part that would worry me on top of everything. Um, I practiced a lot to get to this point. 
Like I did a lot of preparation in the fear of I don't want to look stupid. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know how to sing. You know, with a lot, as long as I've been playing guitar, I haven't been singing that long. Um, I started singing with karaoke. And that's when I learned you can't fucking sing for shit. Like that <laughs> was my first indication that I had a long road ahead of me. Um, and I ended up um, I ended up getting private gigs uh, where I would go do comedy. And I realized, fuck, I need a little, little bocina. You know, I need a little yeah. speaker. So I went down over to, uh, you know, the Santi Alley, downtown LA. Mm -hmm. And I found one of the electronics oh. place. And there was a real cool, uh, like, Armenian dude. And he fucking was like, oh, my friend. Like, he had everything. <laughs> he sold was, you beepers too? Oh, dude, fucking. <laughs> oh, no, he gave me a beeper for free. Like, <laughs> he threw the beeper in for free. He sold me this one little karaoke machine. Uh, <laughs> oh, flasher. Oh, great. <laughs> now we're going to get flagged. Right. <laughs> he was showing nipple. <laughs> um, he, he sold me this little bocina. And the bocina had... Uh, Bluetooth connectivity with my phone So now I could play the song And I could sing along with it Oh okay So I brought out my microphone uh, stand oh, That shit. I had from Rock Band Remember Rock Band? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I brought it out and I hooked it up and now um, I sing 15 to 30 minutes in the morning and 15 to 30 minutes at night to the songs that I love, that I want to sing, that I want to sing along with. And, and, and I've been for focusing on my breathing. I've been focusing on the tone that comes out, um, the breathing in between the noises that I'm making, how I'm moving my throat, how I'm moving my tongue, everything that I've learned in singing of what you're supposed to do and especially your stomach. And somehow I was like, when I got to that point where I'm like, okay, you can fucking sing. Like that did it for me. I think that moment when I knew I could sing was like four days later, I fucking did wrote the song. Um, and it was cause I've been singing karaoke and I've been singing at home but I've never really sang really in front of a whole fucking group of people. I've done La Cita karaoke, you know, where we fuck around and we do English and Spanish songs. Mm -hmm. We were doing. But are you ready for this? A ver. Where I got to host fucking karaoke? Where? It was Sunday, January 5th, 2020. Marilyn Manson's birthday party. No. Shut up. <laughs> so we got it so this i've been going to this party for 10 years now right and every time you get like two days notice of where the party's gonna be um and so then you gotta go into fucking i gotta get a gift right uh -huh. so i go gift the get the gift that morning um and me and paula show up right and um <clears throat> We don't know what's going on. We're all these people are coming in. It's always the same people every year. Uh, and we're like, we're in this bar. Fuck. I don't, you know, well, fuck. It's open bar. I was still drinking or drinking. We don't know what's happening. So his girlfriend, Lindsay, got there. And uh, it was James Eha from Smashing Pumpkins, who's mm -hmm. married to uh, Ashley, who's Lindsay's twin sister. It's so oh, she's married to, to oh, James Eha from Smashing Pumpkins. And then Lindsay is engaged to Marilyn Manson. Right. Oh, so... Um, Next thing you know, they're like setting up all this music and then Lindsay comes in with a microphone and she's talking to James and then I hear karaoke and I'm like, what? Karaoke? Really? And I get up. I'm like, are we really doing karaoke? She's like, yeah. She goes, do you want to start it? And I was like, uh... She's all, James doesn't want to go up first. And he's just all like, yeah, I don't want to go up first. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go up. I'll start it, right? <laughs> so I go up there. 
And I talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm Tanya Estrada. You know, da da da. Uh, I'm gonna go in and open this up. Blah blah. <laughs> so I'm all, do you have this song? And he's all, yeah, I got it right here. I'm a fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up there and I'm like, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for coming out to Marilyn Manson's birthday party today. Bravo. We're about to. Woo! We're about to get down with some karaoke. I want to open up this song and I want to dedicate it to my homeboy, Marilyn Manson. This song's for you. And I fucking busted out straight out of Compton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You know that part, crazy murder like Charles Manson. (laughs) And he's right there in the front, fucking grooving. And I went through the whole fucking thing and every, and because I didn't need the lyrics. I fucking knew the song. So I'm going with it. And it fucking broke the whole fucking party open. Nice. And I was like, I can't believe I just fucking did straight out of Compton and fucking <laughs> Marilyn Manson's birthday. And they were all high-fiving me when I got off. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we kept going on for the night. And then fucking the next song I did was Home Sweet Home. And then when I did Home Sweet Home and fucking Manson picked up the mic and he's back. He's all, Home Sweet. I'm all, oh, shit. I'm all, oh. It was, and then, and they were like, fuck, you can sing. You can sing. And it felt so surreal to be in a place where there's all these people that sing and do entertainment and fucking do concerts in front of fucking everybody. I mean, we had Rob Zombie there. Like we had everybody and they did not want to get up there. They did not want to go karaoke. They were so scared of, and I felt like it broke something in me Mm. that day. And I was just on that. I was just on that high. And that Tuesday is the day I had the meeting with the mentor. Mm. So I sat with that on Wednesday and Thursdays when I wrote the song. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going in there to sing. And I realize now, fuck, you know, the little fucking, I got to hang, t- go fucking thank the Armenian dude over there. Yeah. The fucking little bocina. <laughs> but like my suggestion to you, uh-huh. if you want to do this, okay, and you've been doing this and don't let your voice hold you back, get yourself a fucking bocina mm-hmm. and start practicing and start doing YouTube videos and learning how to sing. And you never know what's going to come out of there. Do it. Why not? All right. N- notice we started talking about karaoke and look who showed up. And, uh, his, his, uh, <laughs> oh, do you karaoke? He has a microphone. He in carries his a car. mic with him everywhere. Oh, is it on your jacket? Really? Yeah. Oh, I know those guys that bust out with the little cont- little case right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little diamonds on the fucking. I only, I only use monster plug-in. cables, bro. These are monster, <laughs> monster cables. cables. I brought my own cables. I'm sponsored Wait. by a monster. <laughs> but yeah, karaoke. That was the one thing. The next thing that I'm doing for the next music video, maybe not this one, but the one after, is I'm a I'm a trained dancer. I've been dancing since I was in cheer. Uh, we used to do dance competitions. Mm-hmm. So I learned the first, you know, how to dance there, choreography. But I've been with this, uh, his name is Alfredo, Alfredo Latin Cardio. If you guys have ever <laughs> been to Gold's Gym, he does the dance class there. And there's lots of people that have been to his dance the class. The one in uh, downtown? That's it. The oh, one that everybody fucking yeah. goes to. I know, and it's a, I know what you're talking about. Dude, he has a playlist that's so amazing of music that keeps you moving, but the moves are choreography, real moves, and it really... You do that class, like your coordination gets so good and so good. I've been doing it now for almost five years, and I can fucking dance, and not a lot of people know that. Like, I can fucking Paula Abdul with the best of them. <laughs> and so I can't wait to do a parody but have fucking dancing in the video because that just sets it to a whole nother level. Like when I was planning this music video, I said to myself, okay, what do you know about music videos? 
Music videos look really fucking cool when you have different outfit changes and you have different settings. That really makes it look like, fuck, they put in a lot of work. But when you have four or five different clothes settings and you throw in a dance number, you know what I mean? It it takes it to a whole nother level. So that's where I'm in my mind is where I'm going to throw that in. It's like a a dancing routine to have a bunch of dancing people. Because then there's a lot that goes into that, that outfit. When are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? Um, you know, where, when are they going to learn the dance? You know, who's going to participate? Like, how is the aesthetic? There's so much that goes into it. Shit. When you do a project, I think the hardest thing is always like, oh, fuck, I want to do that. And you go to do it and you're like, fuck, there's a lot of moving parts here mm-hmm. that you've, that you've got to do. But if you prepare for those moving parts, when it's time to do it, it's like, it's a breeze. So. Yeah, That's no, good advice. definitely. I mean, I his, his, his stand-up career was one set, and that was it. <laughs> no, our, no, no, no. At our hundredth episode, he's all that dropped the it. mic. No, that I have um, I, you I have, have a, a system fast. I have the thing is that like it's not a priority of mine. It's not like something that I I I, I love comedy. I love seeing stand-up comics and everything. I understand it's a difficult, difficult um career choice because it's um not only it's like taking. Everyday moments, but making them relatable and funny to everybody, right? And my my, I tip the, you know, I don't wear a hat, but I'll tip off my hat to everybody that does it, like yourself. I know that there's um um Frankie Blanquillo from No Father No Problem. He's just starting, mm-hmm. and you know, fuck that that's big because you know a, a lot of the comedians start when they're young. That's the norm, but you know what? Fuck it If he could do it He could do it I, I'm yet to see his act um, Every time he sends it up It's during the week And sometimes that's difficult for me I know he's at La Cura Or at the Paramount I think it's, it's the same That's the same one yeah, yeah, That's the same, same one, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know They asked me that question What would you tell uh, Aspiring comic You know It's the best advice I'm like Pick another field of work There's yeah. fucking enough comics Exactly And I say that Because there's so many fucking crappy comics. There's so many awful comics that say that have someone be like, oh, you should, you should be a comedian. But they're, you know, when you get on stage, it's a whole different beast. You're like, it's not like when you're talking to your friends in the backyard, barbecue, Familia, and you're yeah. fucking talking shit. Mm-hmm. You get up there, you're, you forget everything. Um, Frankie is the exception. He's fucking amazing. And he has a bright future ahead of him because I got to see his set that night. He's one that could keep going. He's one that should keep going. Um, he's really funny and he has a really natural delivery. He's not, not like he's trying, mm-hmm. he's just up there and he's really good for being so young. And his waraches. His waraches. <laughs> yeah, he talks about he doesn't wear. Yeah, he does it on sandals and everything. I say like this, if you want to be a stand-up comedian, do it for eight years straight. <laughs> See where you're at for eight years. Yeah. And at eight years, you have to decide two things. If, if this is, if I'm good at this. I should keep going. If I'm not good at this, I better pick something else to do. Because if you're good at it, you need to keep going for the rest of your life. It's going to be something that you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's not something that you're just going to do for a few years. Yep, it's like a hobby. You're going to do it forever. Greg Wilson taught us that. Like if you're in here now, like you decide whether you want to do this now or you're not going to do this because it's something you got to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Time. Yeah, and that, that's why it's like I haven't, 
pursued it. I write down stuff. I like to write a lot, I, and I and I have little scenarios or like you know just um, if I'm gonna use something from like I, and I've talked to him about it because usually he has good stories. I'm like, hey, do you mind if you know I use this? He's like, yeah, sure, go for it. Not so many times, but I have them, and I don't like to take people's stories, but. I'm looking for something where it's relatable to everybody, not just Chicanos or not Mexican-Americans or Latinos or anything, where it's relatable to everybody. So I'm like, all right. So I just have notes. If and when something pops up, I don't want to make a career of it because it's not that I'm not willing to do the sacrifice. It's just that like, You're I, sacrifice yeah, <laughs> because I'm not going to put the, the effort or, or the struggle that somebody else would because they're that's what they want to do. I don't want to do that. It's just more like, let me see if I can do it type of deal. Bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only thing. Maybe like an open mic or maybe for like, you know, like hey, let's open up for somebody. All right. I'll do it. A five minute. I could do it. But I'm not going to look into making it into career. I actually like the podcasting. The podcasting is is my thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's not only a happy medium. The other thing you got to think about is that comics do need writers. Mm-hmm. We need, you know, like the big comics that are out there, you can think that they wrote their jokes all day long if you want. But, you know, I would say probably about 70% of them didn't, you know, and I'm leaving that as a very nice 30% yeah. mm-hmm. margin. A lot of, I have people write jokes for me. I have people help me out with my jokes. I have no problem with saying that. Uh, some of the stuff I do think on my own, some of the other stuff, com- comics help me like, think of other avenues to go with those jokes. Like shape it, right? Now. And shape it. And yeah. we do that a lot. A lot of people don't know that behind the scenes as comics, we get we get together and we work out our jokes with other comedians. And it's a, it's a writing session type of thing. Um, I never knew how important those were. And now I'm actively doing them more with with my with my group, uh, where we now have a FaceTime. Uh, we just started like a couple of weeks ago, where we FaceTime and we go over jokes together. <laughs> we do, we have four of us going through it together, uh, and then I work with Willie Barcena a lot. Willie Barcena has been helping me for the past few years on kind of how to go with my jokes, and he's now helping me with my one hour special. Nice. So yeah, so he taught nice. me. You know, he's the one that helped Joey Joey Diaz with his mm. special, um, and I. I was around during that time while he was doing that. Uh, and so now he's shown me kind of what it is that I need to do. And we have like a whole little workstation at my house oh, where shit. we sit there and work. So it's pretty That's dope. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chingon. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, no, maybe one day. No, one no. Day. And it's well, like, I did the one day. And I can write, you can write, yeah. you can go back up. The thing is with doing comedy is like, you've got to, you've got to be prepared. Like, and look, this is what I'm saying when I'm saying you guys pick something else to do yeah. because, yeah. and this is the reason why. Comedy is fucking late night. Comedy isn't happening at four, five, six o'clock when you get off. Comedy isn't happening until eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes. Sometimes when you're new, you don't get up until the very last set. You get up to like 12, one o'clock, and then you got to be at work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. that's the hard part is trying to do that consistently. What I mean is like, you have to have the heart to know that you're going to be this velado. You have to heart to know that you're going to be out there every fucking day, even if it means that you're not going to get a spot. You have to go over there and be community and get to know everybody. And it's a lot of years. Um, The way that I was able to circumvent that part of struggling into getting into comedy or being able to get myself stage time is that where I went is I went to a clown college. I went to a comedy clown college. His name's Adam Barnhart. You guys know him. Um, he's run Sunday nights over at the comedy store at the belly room for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, he had a, a, a 
comedy school that I started going to. And in that comedy school, I met a lot of like-minded comedians that were all starting out and had all been together for a while. And in this, he built community in opening up other rooms that were available in other parts of the city where comedians come out and do open mics. So in that, he gave me a spot to start holding open mics. You guys remember the Palms over in like over in Santa Monica, over in WeHo? Oh, it's yeah. now a it's now a nutrition store, right? Okay. And so it was a place where I was holding open mics because he had got me that spot and I made it a place where comics got to come in. All young, we're all young, like young comics. And I was very welcoming to them. I was very encouraging. I wasn't a dick to them. Most places when you go to an open mic, the hosts are very hostile. They have a fucking power trip because they got a clipboard with a fucking piece of paper that you (laughs) might get on and they want to act that way with you. They want to treat you shitty if you've had a bad set or not really community with you. I did that completely different. I allowed everybody to go up if they were there to sign up. I was encouraging. I always said something nice about them before they went up. I always made sure to give them a good intro because a lot of hosts are fucking, I'm sorry, you guys fucking suck. When we fucking come up to do open mic, you're like, oh, get up for Tanya Strata. Like you fucking just went into something and you said nothing about me except here's this person. And so now I go up there and I'm fucking cold in the room. And now I got to sell myself. Your job as the host is to sell that I'm coming up on stage. Make it exciting. Do something with that. And a lot of the times you're just like, and it leaves comics in a place where you fucking feel off and you feel awful. I realized that by giving comedians in their early stages a proper introduction was everything for them to succeed it gave them a feeling of i can be comfortable about here it's not going to be scary i'm not you know i'm not gonna be up there going like this dickwad fucking owes me 20 dollars, and he fucking <laughs> showed up here for a spot give it up for it you know like that just kind of okay that's kind of fucked up yeah. um so in carrying this attitude of being nice to everybody i've built a huge community with all of these comedians that i know where It's not that difficult for me to get stage time because they remember how I treated them Mm. back in the day. And so now these comics, it's so nice to see them that they all up there. They're doing this for a living now. They have their own shows. They're doing they're doing their shows and everything. And they remember that I treated them good. So they'll always hit me up or ask me to come down. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, you know, do you have a spot? Yeah, come down. And it makes a difference. If you're nice in this community, everybody's going to remember that. If you're a dick to people in this community, <laughs> they're going to remember that too. And they're going to treat you accordingly. I think that's, part of, that's life too, right? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> comedians aren't that smart sometimes. <laughs> they, don't know, they don't know any better. Um, and again, too, it's with, I'm sure it comes with the territory, the hustle, the bustle, the difficulties of it all uh, going in there. Um, some people the just stress. don't know the yeah. stress. They just don't know the attitude. Like, dude, it's free to be nice. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. cost anything. You know, just yeah. be nice. Be nice to people. Did you get any, like, backlash from, like, the purest comics that say, hey, that's part of the journey. Like, why are you sugarcoating stuff for these guys? They have to learn how to fucking deal with that like because i'm sure there's people that that feel that way where i had to deal with i had to deal with a shitty host i had but that's that's part of the path that's what made me who i was and and did you get any backlash from people that are like don't sugarcoat it for these guys let them fucking deal with that shit no i i see how 
the older school comics treated each other. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when you guys asked me, like, you know, can we talk about, you know, what you see mm-hmm. on the road? Mm-hmm. Those are the way those comics act. And I'm going to say those comics, like um, the older, our older generation that we're learning from. Yeah. Um, they were very mean to each other. They talked a lot of shit to each other. Um, and they put each other down a lot. And they came up in that doggy dog environment. They came up in that environment where they weren't nice to each other. And there was a lot of angst that went on throughout the years between that crew of comics. Mm. Now that we're talking 20 years later and everybody's still here, like yeah. in fucking high school. Yeah. Now they're seeing that the way that they treated each other, maybe they have an apology or two to give. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they, you know, they should be not because some people are in a much higher position than you now when you used to talk shit to them mm-hmm. and where you're at now. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. wouldn't hurt for them to fucking give you a fucking little help or two, but it was because you wanted to be a fucking dick. And that's that generation. I'm trying to do something different in this generation mm-hmm. of comedy yeah. and in this way of trying to be more proactive to to be nicer to each other, to be kinder to each other. Yeah. Because being kind, being mean to comedians does nothing for them or their self-esteem or for their material. It yeah. really doesn't. Yeah. Just like being mean to a kid in high school doesn't do anything but fucking get him to bring a shotgun the next day and fucking shoot you. Mm. It's human nature to just want to be treated nice, to be treated um, kindly. Yeah. Um, that's why I see how they did it. That's cool. I, I actually went out there um, in my early years of comedy. And fucking the angst on my face. And I mm. went and I went on how they treated each other and how they talked to each other and how they fucking thought they were all fucking big and bad and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking leave this right here. And this is in La Puente. I'm going to leave this right here. I'm going to leave all these comedians right here. And I'm going to go back over here to my white people over on the West Side where I was learning just fine. And I had a nice little community <laughs> where I was fucking, you know, we look forward to seeing each other all the time. It wasn't this horrible feeling. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to work on my craft over here. So fucking when it's time and I got to fucking meet up with all these fucking shit talkers, I can hold my own. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I'm at. And I'm I'm happy with my decision because along the way, I didn't get discouraged from my journey because had I been hanging out with these people that are very um, negative towards each other because they like to put each other down, I probably wouldn't have continued. Mm -hmm. I probably would not have because who can take that? Like, really, who can take like just fucking feeling bad all the time when you're going out there trying to do something that makes you happy? I fucking wouldn't. So that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to build a utopia, a utopia (laughs) community. Mm -hmm. And you know what they say about a utopia? Utopias don't exist. Right. That's what they say. A utopia is uh, an idea that doesn't exist. It's like a perfect community where like nothing bad happens. Uh, I'm shooting for that. Well, not you should shoot for a utopia. You should shoot for a hundred percent. Neither of them exist. Yeah, <laughs> but that 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 mentality. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense why the guys were like that, though. I mean, they they come from more of like a they come from more of like a scarcity mentality. Where in those days there weren't as many opportunities as there is now. And I'm not trying to defend them, but I can I can see why their mentality was like that. Now there's a lot of opportunities. There's no need to be a dig. You have YouTube. You have all these different outlets that weren't there before. And and in those days, it was like I'm gonna get that and you're not right. And that's the kind of environment that that they were bred in. And so it's a different environment, right? It's a different environment. And if you watch the old, the old, um, 
like sitcoms that they did, like mm-hmm. I'm dying out here yeah. or I'm dying up here. Mm-hmm. Like that one really showcases what comedy was like in the seventies and the eighties. You're Ooh, like, fuck. Oh, that's rough. Like that's super rough. Um, I'm glad I didn't grow up during that time. I'm glad that I'm at this point where I feel like I'm doing something different yeah. at the end of the day as a comic, I have to go up there by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need any other comedian to go up with, but I wish that there was people beside me that commune with me because there's nothing better than going up to do comedy and having your comedy compas with you that are rooting for you like you're rooting for them. And you walk out of there like fucking high five. Great job. Great job. We did a great job together because, Mm -hmm. hey, I heard I heard, you know, you use my tag. Thank you so much for giving me this tag. Thank you for helping me with this joke. You know, oh, that one. Thank you so much for this one. There's a community in that. There's sharing in that. And there's something beautiful about having that feeling of sharing. Old comedy, old school comedy, they're fucking, nobody wants nobody to win but themselves. In this mindset today, we're trying to get everybody to win because we now realize there's enough for everybody. Mm. There can't be just one funny comedian. There can't be just one funny female comedian. That would be fucking boring. There's just one. Like, what the fuck is this, Korea? Like, you have to have... <laughs> right away. Right away. <laughs> like, right away. We need to have as many different flavors of comedy because comedians are going to hit different people at different times. And if we have a slew of great comedians, like, we can achieve a little bit of more of a more peaceful life because when people go through shit they either like to drink they like to fuck or they like to laugh Mm. right i don't know if that order but like that and and if and if i can take care of the laughter part (laughs) (laughs) actually i can take care of all three (laughs) now that i think about it it depends on the situation i fucking dude i fucking bring you world peace world vagina (laughs) 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 now that i think about thanks a lot for letting me uh explore this platform there you go (laughs) (laughs) we have like fucking six or seven people like have I would need to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. I think more than that, way. And mm-hmm. nobody fucking nobody does it. Like or, or they, they, they do just it. talk about it, but it's it's just they see the equipment, they see this, and they feel like that's how they need to start. I'm like, dude, you could do it with this, with your phone. Like like you said, like do small steps that lead to like a bigger fucking journey, you know. But just do it. Like there's nothing. Don't you, overthink nothing's it. Stopping you. Yeah, and you know, and I I've seen comments too, like um. You know, why the fuck is someone else going to start another part? Oh, another podcast. Oh, another podcast. And it's just like, yeah, but you know what? Like podcasting is the way that everybody right now is listening to stuff. It's thing. Um, For me, I know I need to start a podcast. Mm. And, you know, yeah, it's going to be another podcast. All right. (laughs) Watch out, guys. I hope I don't fucking hurt your iTunes rating. Ooh. Don't don't listen to the last episode. I hope I don't take your your five stars. Ooh. Like four and a half. Four and a half, right? Um, I'm starting a podcast. um, And uh, everybody's going to be very very interested to see who's coming on and who I'm interviewing. Um, These are a lot of my friends, my acquaintances, people that I've worked with for a long time. And I think it'll be a more of an insight of, of me, of my life, of what I've been doing behind the scenes that people don't see or how I'm doing stuff Mm. or who I'm working Mm. with. And I think that'll be the fun part of it. Uh, I think for the first few episodes, I may just talk about myself, like may Mm -hmm. just talk about why I do this or Mm. why I do that and set it up that way and then start bringing the guests. But that's another thing that I'm actually 
planning out That's and awesome. trying to trying yeah. to do it in the right steps. Um, and you're right, you can record a podcast on an iPhone mm-hmm. because in Baja uh, they do a podcast out in Baja and they do it on the phone. And they have someone right there with the little noise, little chingamadera, yeah. throwing in little noises oh, and stuff. We used to have one. Yeah. yeah, battery went dead on it. Uh, we used to have it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you ever need any help with any of that stuff, I mean, you can count on us to we, like. Oh, thank you yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much just, uh, I have a Zoom H6. Is yeah. that a Zoom right no, there? No, that's, that's H4. Oh, you got the six. Nice. nice. Those are like, the, with the four. Yeah, with the four plugs on the oh side. Oh my God, I yeah. just felt like I was talking cars. I know, right? I'm like, right away, I'm like, oh. Se te paró, que no, se te paró, I saw, I saw. I got a little tickle. Yeah. But um, if you go to our website, chicanoshuffle.com, Fernando did I gotta did update a, everything. He, he, he did a, like a really like a, a detailed kind of it's list like five of, pages. Like, of like what you need to start a podcast. Or, you know, from... Mira, like, but the, the, the equipment thing, I was just thinking about it this weekend. I was going to try to update it. Because, yeah, it's kind of... Now there's the easier, like, little boards that you can use. Mm-hmm. Really? So I got to update it. Yeah, but from, like, very basic, like, you know, just a one-person or two-person uh, podcast to, like, you know, something like this big, you know, where you need a... No, well, because now, like, you have the Zoom. The ones that make these Rode microphones have that mixer now. Uh-huh. That's... It, it has the recorder built in, and everything's laid out in a very user-friendly... You can't fuck it up. The record button's, like, fucking a big-ass red button. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when it's recording, it's red. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's really easy, like, for anybody to use now, so... But even I this, this, list. Is, this is not even hard. I mean, you can get information. Like, yeah, there's there needs. He says there needs to be an update, but it's useful information. No, I'm saying because like, the equipment can, gets updated. Yeah, but still, like the, the what the what you need is the there, information. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was referring to. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm look, I already know what I need is a tech. You know, yeah. like all the whole setup and everything. Like, are you <laughs> are you busy? <laughs> Fernando's the guy you need to talk to. He he. Well, he could do is he could guide you and tell you how to. He could. Make it easy for you Like he'll tell you Like this is what Show me what you got I'll Try a diagram Yeah he'll draw you a diagram And everything And how to like Even upload it And send it out To the, the, the platforms Do you smoke weed? I used to Oh I was gonna say <laughs> We'll smoke one I got, I got kids I have to be fucking Alert oh, at all times uh, He can't be chill uh, I gotta be fucking like oh, some, some, some parents need that To deal with their kids uh-huh. <laughs> It's alright You can You can draw the diagram I'll I can smoke weed <laughs> doing this? Once you're asleep though It's fair game But you know what <laughs> you, you said that Everybody has a podcast But no they don't They have it And then it falls off Like nobody yeah. sticks it's to it It's cause the, yeah. Yeah, the, the problem is We've talked but a lot they, you, they do the podcast And they think Their idea is so great That within You know Four episodes They're gonna have a Jingle following no, Their Instagram's gonna time. blow up it, it doesn't work that way Unless your fucking name's Joe Rogan I know And, <laughs> and even the, But like you said You know If you're gonna be a comedian Give it eight years If you're gonna be a podcaster Give it three years Minimum mm-hmm. Before yet Minimum Just to see what kind of audience You've built What kind of listening What kind of following you have And not only that It gives you along the way Your first episodes Are gonna be Shitty, you know, but until you start going, you start picking up the knack. Okay, I got this, I got that. And when you re listen to your episodes, you're like, oh, fuck, you start making notes. I gotta stop breathing into the microphone, I gotta start making these noises, or I gotta stop talking, uh, stop talking over people, you know, just little things like that. And you know, they're like, oh, I gotta finish this thought, or bam, you know, just little things like that. You listen to yourself again, and then you, you take notes off of that. 
Some people get discouraged because they don't get the following. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get the, the the likes or they don't get the the downloads that they want or they're expecting. Or people will leave a negative review like, oh, this podcast is shitty. Like, fuck. We and, that, and that burns <laughs> that burns their fucking soul. Yeah. Right? It does. You know, it burns negative, his soul. It does. <laughs> negative. Good, yeah. I love those negative ones. Well, it depends on, you know, how, how good your backbone is. Yeah. But the average person, you know, we're, we're all sensitive creatures. We all have well, feelings. Yeah. We know we all try to we all try to act like we're all so fucking big and bad and we're fucking hard. Mm. But fucking say the right thing, you'll yeah. fucking get a fucking big man crying. Yeah. Fucking moco tendido. Yeah. That's know? why I say nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> I can take it you're still married. <laughs> I, I know my place. He's not, he's you know, not, that's right. He's not buried, he's married, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost the same thing. No? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's 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 uh yeah. it's encouragement. Yeah, definitely. If you start or anything, feel free to reach yeah, out. Punch in the right direction. Yeah, and we could, you know, we could guide you or we could help you out or maybe give you tips or like you know fucking ideas and but the info that you know ideas no right it's just like equipment and stuff <laughs> no, no, you know ideas. what you gotta do no no yeah but you know what you gotta do right it's, away. It's just sometimes some people get discouraged with the uploads and the, all that stuff but it's not that difficult you can you, figure it out you know where this guy was leading I'll, I'll guess spot. I'll, I'll help you with your numbers. I'll come through. No. <laughs> Don't fall for it. Jesus Christ, every time. No, but thank you guys. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no, well, thank you for uh, spending your Saturdays with yeah. us man, this no. morning. It was, it was pretty awesome having you. Um, and I, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate all the information that you gave them. All right. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's just good to hear a female perspective on on the entertainment side you're very busy you're hustling you're moving you're not staying still you know it's just always staying active and that's something that you know some listeners or or viewers could you know catch on yep and i know and i know that the viewers want to know then but i want to give you guys each one chance to ask whatever you guys want Ooh, let me see. Whatever you guys want. You know what? Let me go pee. Let me go pee, right? And then you guys can be all. all Let's pause, take a shot. No, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's a little long. (laughs) Se nos borró la línea. Se nos borró la línea. Ahí se quedó la línea. Oh, pressure. Um, so fucking, what do you got with no, Well, right now, just uh, while she comes back, we'll, well do your wrap up. Yeah, do the wrap up. Uh, basically, uh, follow us, give us a like, or you know, review us on iTunes, um, share the podcast. Uh, follow, uh, you know, the Patreon page, it's um, very helpful. It's been uh, helpful so far, and just be able to get us a little bit more further. Uh, other than that, I don't. Have yeah, I'm else. due for a union break. You're due for a union break, all right? Yeah, it's been a, it's been, it's, it's been a pretty, pretty good episode. But I mean, you know, just the the what we really the iTunes reviews is is something that I really look forward to, man. And it, it helps out in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Not only does it help out in the in the ranking and also just as far as like the feedback, even Morality. if it's if it's negative or good, it just kind of it helps to know that at least people are listening and they're they're getting uh, stuff out of it. I mean, I, I had a guy yesterday, one of the guys that was hanging out with Daniel H that was telling me that 
because of the podcast, he changed his whole like perspective. Like he thinks different now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, dude. Like I, you don't really think about it like that. I was telling them like. You just hit a record. I don't even think that it's recording. I just think I'm having a conversation, yeah. you know? Except for, like, you know, the mic in your face. But yeah. eventually, you forget about it. You, yeah, you forget that. Yeah. Oh, shit, this is going to be out somewhere. Yeah. And, and people are going to fucking listen to this, you yeah. know? That's but, funny how they have different conversations where, yeah. Very deep conversation on that side over here. Oh, remember that pedo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I even got a book. Hey, shout, out, shout out for Daniel. He, he came through with a book. And, um, you know, it's just trying to help each other out. And yeah, this is at your show at the Stardust that you had yeah, last night. Yeah, we had a gig last night at the Stardust in Downey. And, um, thank, thank you guys. Yeah, Fernando showed up. Uh, Dave was there. Uh, there's a few people that were there, man. I know you had some things to do, yeah. which I understand. I was going to bust your balls anyways about it, though, but... But it, it was a good time, man. It's it's always uh, it's always because I know that you know people, people it's their time where and for them <laughs> to go to a fucking show and spend time and money to go see you play like I really have that in, in consideration now yeah, when yeah, I yeah. perform. You know, it's not just fucking oh let me be this arrogant fucking dick that's playing guitar in front of people. It's like no, these fucking people. Spend Uber They fucking spend money On drinks They've spent On the they, cover they, They're not spending time With their fucking family Like their time Is really precious And you wanna be able To show them that You know what This is worth Like your fucking time You know mm-hmm. So I really appreciate Everybody that was there Alrighty so We got Tanya back Alright You playing a banda? I'm playing yeah. a banda yeah. He you plays do. Yeah, yeah he's a guitarist For Esteban y sus rileros del norte En la cantina dos oros Dos plebes se emborracharon We need Mario No don't even get him started Because then he'll leave He won't leave um, As far as questions I mean I think we asked you a lot of it I mean it's, um, The only thing is For me uh, you already mentioned your 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 final end game. You want to be, do comedy on a cruise, you know. You already talked about you want to go retire, like in you know in Baja. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, my my only thing is, um, only question is, do you know my tío Chuy? <laughs> <laughs> um, or do you want to know what, my tío Chuy? What, <laughs> here's. Uh, <laughs> Te va a hacer cosquillas, güey. Es mañoso. Es mañoso, güey. Es chuy. Tienes las manos limpias, ven. Ven para acá. Es mañoso el cabrón. Es mañoso. ¿Tiene esposa? Because then he's my type. No, right? Depende que día le preguntes. No, right? Sancha. Take care of your Sancha, guys. Diane Fuera, man, like, seriously, I really, I mean, you've answered a lot and beyond, which really grateful. I don't know about these other two. I have a question. Sure. That, that, that Tanya, that you talked about that was that was pretty bummed out about the U-Haul being outside and the move. The the Tanya that I'm talking to right now, what would what would that Tanya tell her as far as like a life advice that that she would appreciate? Um I would have told her um it's gonna be okay. Uh put some frizzies in your hair and <laughs> <laughs> frizzies you know yeah, the serum yeah. frizzies in yeah, your yeah, hair. Yeah. get you a curling iron yeah. learn how to use it yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of girls at my house I know what it is uh, I would have told her don't cut your hair because <laughs> you're going to buy horse hair for the rest of your life no you shit do. Oh, um, I would have told her it's going to be okay I would have told her just go with it um, I look back I wouldn't change anything um, I go back into thinking of, fuck, what could I have changed? Mm-hmm. And I look back and I realize that 
if I would have changed just one thing, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I would be knocked up. I would have a family. I don't know if the dad would still be around even, you know, Mm -hmm. I would have kids Mm -hmm. and I would be just, you know, listening to songs that are like changing the words on them in in the car radio. Yeah. While I fucking go to McDonald's and fucking mm. get me a Happy Meal because I can't afford to buy fucking seven Happy Meals for my kids yeah. back at home. Uh, they just had a coupon. You buy a combo you know? meal and you get a free Happy Meal. Right. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I wouldn't have changed anything. No. That, that, yeah. I would have just told her, just hang tight. You got it. Yeah. yeah it'll be all right. And she would have said, fuck you. You don't know anything. Yeah. You don't fucking know me. That's the <laughs> shit. You, you don't know my life. Fuck you. You don't know my life. You don't know, you don't nothing, know my struggles. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my struggles. Um, <laughs> well, thanks, so guys, for having me on. Um, no problem. Thank you for awesome. coming. No problem. Really appreciate These it. questions weren't that hard. I thought no, you guys were going to. No, 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 no. We're nah. like, we're not, we're easygoing. We're not going to, you know, put anybody in a spot. Like, whatever you share comes out of you, you know? All right. We just. We just we just set, we just do the setup. All right, cool. Yeah. You know? I just thought you guys didn't bring up the restraining orders. I'm like, no, he had a no. good decade. He had a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain it. It drove me crazy. <laughs> I'm sure you've explained it out there to other people, you know. <laughs> Which yep. you know gives them uh, to go out and you know look for you more and listen to you and follow you. Um, if any of our listeners want to follow you, see your work, um, how can they do that? Um, if you guys are still listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's at it's at Tanya Strada three three four T A N I A E S T R A D A three three four. Um, just Google Tanya Strada comedian. Uh, you might put in Tanya Strada. You're gonna get the Mexican the weather, weather girl from yeah. Juarez with fucking all that nalga. Yeah. I told that fucking bitch too. I'm like, listen, bitch, my fucking name is Tanya Strada. You need to stick to Tanya Quesada. Y se hizo la pinche sorda, and she fucking wants to be Tanya Strada. All right, bitch, I'm gonna show up with these fucking nalgas and sit on you. One of these days. Oh, oh, damn. I'll see you, Tokaya. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about I thought that's who no, it was. That's where I'm, I'm from right? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong girl. Like, fuck, no, she's no, kind of big. That's not my peine. I usually wear a hat. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tanya Strada, if you're out there. But you know, we had that fucking conversation, bitch. I told you to stick to Quesada, but you didn't listen fucking back when we were on MySpace, bitch. No, but I'm just kidding. I, I hope to meet you one day. Yeah. I'm really uh, fucking mm. pura buena onda. Yeah. It's all good. I like that they put my name. And look at your ass Not mine <laughs> So keep on doing it Tania Estrada From what is <laughs> Oh yeah And people buy uh, Look up Sancha Day Look up the song Sancha Day Dia de la Sancha On YouTube Shirts available Sancha Day shirts Loteria card and, shirts And all the, the information Is on Sancha Day that- on, uh, on my Tanya Strada mm-hmm. uh, 334 on Instagram, mm-hmm. I have my link to my website, my IMDb, the song, all Instagram of that stuff. Instagram is so life Instagram. now, shit. Instagram. So I'm saying, like, if they ever shut down Instagram, that would be a fucking good... If they, there's anyone out there who wants to write a story, there it is. The shit. day they shut down on Instagram. Instagram. Vámonos. Can you see all the fucking white girls running around? Oh, my God! My selfies aren't working. Selfie mode disabled. Fucking on your phone. What the fuck? It's over. That's a Black Mirror episode right there. Imagine the phone goes back. The phone goes back into dial tone. Oh, the the the, the rotary. (laughs) 
<laughs> the they have the rotary on the cell phone. Like, yeah, like a horrible nightmare. Back to the beepers, pagers. That sucks. <laughs> beepers, pay, no, payphone. Fucking no, a quarter. You got a quarter. You changed this dollar. 35 cents. <laughs> you had to have 35 cents. So it was a quarter for a while. It was a quarter for a while. It was a quarter for a while. 35 cents. I was really high school. Those are Santa Monica phones, bro. Those are bougie size. They started getting greedy. Who carries a fucking quarter and a dime? I know. I was kind of random. No mames, wey. Holy shit. But bueno, gracias, Tania. I was going to call you Estrada. Gracias, Estrada. No problem. Thank you for showing up. And, um, and um, other than that, anything else you want to say? Anything you share where you're going to be at or what you have coming up? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um, it, shows are always popping up all the time. Just follow um, your page. Yeah, just follow my page and you'll see what's up and coming. Um, other than that, we know we have Lucha Vavum Cinco de Mayo that weekend. Watch out for it that week. Um, listen to me on KLOS if you want to win tickets. Uh, I'm what what Sunday hours? Nights. Sunday nights? Sunday nights uh, with Fraser Smith. I close it out with him at 3 in the morning, so it's like technically Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show's Sunday 11 to 3 on 95.5 KLOS. Mm-hmm. So, and then so listen like the week of Lucha. And then you'll get tickets. tickets. Cheers. Awesome. So with that, thank you, listeners. And a ratos with that, eh? Peace. Vale, pues. A ratos with that, eh?